The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Wow, there's just so much going on. A plethora of things to talk about. A lot of people on uh, social media talking about Donald Trump at the national championship game last night, which was kind of fun. Um, I, I'm i kind of surprised that he subjected himself to that because you never know what kind of reaction. Now, I think, I think he was roundly cheered. They're saying that there was a smattering of boos. I didn't hear any booing. Hmm. Did you watch the game last night? Yeah, I did, and I and I thought I did hear some boos uh, really? mixed in. Yeah, I think it was probably, I don't know, 80-20 in favor. Hmm. But uh, I think it was a calculated risk, you know, going to a place where he's very popular. Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia should be pretty good territory Alabama for Alabama and him. Georgia fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although one of the Alabama uh, team members, Bo Scarborough, uh, screamed F Trump as he was heading out to the field. So you always got that excitement and that that fun. Uh, and then the big focus was on Trump as the national anthem played because he's been a big supporter of, you know, respecting the national anthem, putting your hand over your heart. He did all those things. And then he started singing and then he would stop. And then he'd find another place where he decided to sing and then he stopped leading people to speculate that he doesn't know the words. Now, Glenn, a few minutes ago, we talked on this, uh, talked about this on his show. He thinks it's, he just, he can't stay on one thing that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just loses interest after every line. I don't know, but it, it uh, was strange because he would sing and then as if he didn't know the words would stop. But you got to believe that Donald Trump knows the national anthem, right? I mean... I know he's not a politician, but certainly you don't have to be a politician to know and love the words to the national anthem. Uh, and speaking of the game last night, of course, Alabama won. I mean, that's was that ever in doubt? We'll talk about that with uh, Jeffy in a few minutes. Just it's so irritating. <laughs> so irritating. Come on. Yeah. We spread it around a little bit. <laughs> I think at some point you've won enough football games. <laughs> Greedy bastards. I'm kidding. <laughs> six, right? For, uh, well, okay, five for Alabama, six for Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Probably, you know, the greatest coach maybe of all time. Certainly right up there with Bear Bryant and has the same number of national titles now. Only his is spread over two teams because he also won the national championship at LSU. Guy's a good coach. You, you just can't deny it. There was at no time, whether it was 14 nothing. Or thirteen nothing, I guess it was, or twenty to seven. You never felt like okay. Well, they got this pretty well in hand. Hmm. Just never felt that way to me. Yeah, and got some assistance from another team on the field as well, dressed in white and black. But I mean, I'm not bitter oh, that the golly. referees. You are always going down that road. Well, it was okay. Just you know what? We'll talk Let's about wait that for in Jeffy. a few minutes. Wait yeah, for we'll Jeffy. Wait for Jeffy. Back me up. Also, uh, I, I knew this was going to happen. In fact, I was thinking it as James Franco was getting his award because, you know, he's a guy, young guy, horn dog. Everybody, I, I mean, that's kind of the rumor. Him and um, uh, some of his other acting friends like Slater. 
Um, I, I thought as he's receiving his award, I, I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't been accused of sexual assault and that he's here tonight. Well, Patience, no, my friend. no sooner did he win the <laughs> award than he was accused of sexual assault. But listen to this. It's, it's another one of those, to me, somewhat iffy. In fact, part of it is just bullcrap. Sarah Tither Kaplan was among those who publicly denounced Franco's behavior, with the actress going after Franco for his alleged mistreatment of actresses on his sets. Apparently, he does a lot of short films and things. And after he won, she tweeted out, Hey, James Franco, nice hashtag times up pin at the Globes. Remember a few weeks ago when you told me the full nudity you had me do in two of your movies for $100 a day wasn't exploitative? Because I signed a contract to do it. Time's up on that. No, shut up. You you agreed to do it. He didn't force you to do it, and he's right. If if you don't want to be exploited in that way, don't do it. The actress uh, has been appearing in a bunch of short films with him for three years after enrolling at Studio Four, the the actor's comedy and improv school. <clears throat> has It has uh, locations in New York and Los Angeles, but they close their doors back in October. Um, but also tweeting about him was Violet Paley, who tweeted, Cute time's up pin, James Franco. Remember the time you pushed my head down in a car towards your exposed uh, unit? And that other time you told my friend to come to your hotel room when she was 17? After you had already been caught doing that to a different 17-year-old? Okay, pushing her head down... That's bad. I, I would call that s- abuse. But he didn't force her to actually do it, apparently. And asking a 17-year-old to come to your hotel room, apparently that it is legal in the state where he did it. I, I mean, first of all, you can't assume that he was going to do anything. I guess you can't assume it, but you wouldn't necessarily be right that he had sex on his mind. So he invited a 17-year-old. To his hotel room and he pushed a woman's head down toward his man unit and he signed up a, a girl to do uh, nude scenes in one of his movies and she agreed to it uh, really is that a sexual abuser you tell me i i triple eight some of this is really getting ridiculous Apparently, Franco hasn't responded yet. Um, 39 years old, uh, and he was all smiles while he headed to the airport. Of course, they had people photographing him because, um, first of all, he's famous and he's an actor. Secondly, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a lot of people that thought, yeah, okay, he's going to be accused really soon now. Because uh, high-profile guys in Hollywood all seem to have this problem. So... The woman who said that it wasn't exploitative because she signed a contract is what she was told by uh, James Franco. She tweeted that out, and somebody tweeted at her, it's not exploitation if you agreed to do it. And she she trotted out the excuse that she has, uh, you know, she she has to work. Well, you don't have to work in movies, <laughs> right? You don't have to work at that movie. There's a million different things you can be doing well, to, to earn a living. No, you see, don't have to do that. 
Trump has done such a great job of the economy that I think the only jobs available still are just in Hollywood. Apparently. Just, just everything else has been. Filmed. Yeah. Yeah. And not just Hollywood jobs, but you have to be naked in all of them. Those are the only ones left. That's it. Just the jobs that require nudity. Huh. Uh, somewhere along the line, we got to draw a line here. We have to say, okay, we're calling your BS. Stop it. Stop it. Some of these other things, you know, are maybe borderline, but that isn't. If you signed up for it, you agreed to do it. There was no coercion. He didn't force you. He didn't abuse you or touch you while you were doing it. Then shut up. You agreed to it. <sighs> Ali Sheedy tweeted after uh, the Golden Globes. Why is a man hosting? I guess men should be eliminated. Good Lord. Now, completely. Why is a man hosting? Uh, why is James Franco allowed in? Said too much. Night. Love you. Shut up. Uh, okay, wait. Christian Slater and James Franco at a table at Golden Globes. Hashtag me too. Sheedy said an hour into the program. So she's alleging that Christian Slater has, is abusive, as, as well as James Franco, apparently. Um, and in her final tweet, she said, James Franco just won. Please, never ever ask me why I left the film TV business. I didn't even know she left the business. Mm. I didn't, frankly, I barely remember she was <laughs> in the film business. Sheedy later deleted the tweets, but soon after posted a number of women began to speak out against the actor for his admission back in 2014 that he pursued a relationship with a 17-year-old student. But um, it was apparently legal to date 17-year-olds. Apparently that's the age of consent where in, in that state, whatever state it was. Wow. Also, writer Dere Sheffrier wrote, It's rich of James Franco to be wearing a Time's Up pin. Still remember that time James Franco grossly tried to pick up a teenager off Instagram. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, at some point, we're going to have to say, stop it. Stop it. Not everything is sexual harassment. Not everything is assault. Um, sometimes it's just human interaction between a man and a woman. 888 also, there's a, a math education professor at Brooklyn College who wrote an article recently that meritocracy in math classes is, quote, a tool of whiteness. To me, that's just flat-out racism. Uh, I don't care what color you are. If you, if you believe that minorities uh, can't be awarded based on their merit, you're a racist, period. I don't want to hear any of your nonsense. She implicates both meritocracy and colorblindness as ideological precepts that hold back racial minorities from succeeding in math. <laughs> Teachers who claim colorblindness are, in fact, refusing to acknowledge the impact of enduring racial stratification on students and their families. Shut up. Here's another, another thing we have to say. Stop it. Stop the race baiting. Stop the white hating. And stop acting as if minorities are incapable of doing great things and excelling in society on their own without help from the system, without preferential treatment from the system. Stop it. It's pathetic. 888 900 
with your thoughts. We're also going to have some fun today because yesterday we stumbled on uh, another song that was plagiarized, apparently. Radiohead's Creep plagiarized a song by, is it Laura Del Rey? Uh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. And so we got to thinking about the other songs that have had similar problems. And, and so we're going to share some of those with you coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Cosmo Hurts Kids founder is Victoria Hurst. And her family's company is the Hearst Corporation, which, yes, publishes Cosmo, uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine. But she believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to children. And if you've ever been in line at the grocery store and looked over, you know the headlines. You know the mostly naked pictures of women on the front. And you know things like this. 11 brutally honest answers from a female sex addict. Um, I, huh. Are these the things you want your kids reading, learning, <clears throat> understanding? You know, most of the time it's... 18 different ways to pleasure him. Look at him. That'll do it. I'll give you one right there. Look at him. Do we need a list? (laughs) Not for men. (laughs) Come on. So if you believe, as I do, and uh, Victoria Hurst does, that that's pornography and we should keep it away from kids, then check out CosmoHurtsKids.com. The goal isn't to put them out of business or censor their magazine. She, She believes in free speech, as we do. She just wants states, material, harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo. So then you can't sell it to kids under 18. Join the movement to help protect kids from pornography. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. I am, and it's great to have you here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Sometimes it's it's difficult to have too much of a bad thing, uh, and that includes today when you know normally you just have to put up with this guy during chewing the fad, but uh, he's here to talk football because apparently watched the game last night. <laughs> So Jeffy's here. I, were you? Oh my God! Were you rooting for Georgia? As was pretty much everybody in the universe is sick and tired of Alabama. After halftime, I thought I'm rooting for. I want Georgia to win this game. Let's go. Before that, you were. I, before that, I was torn. I wasn't really yeah, rooting for any team. I didn't care either. Both teams have. Both teams have beaten the team that I actually care about in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, handily. Yeah. And uh, so it really didn't matter to me. I was just like, uh, you know, either way, I just wanted a good game. I just didn't want it to be a yeah. boring game. And it wasn't. Which it was not. It's a great game. And I thought, especially after the Georgia game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Rose Bowl, the double overtime, mm-hmm. getting there, I thought after halftime they were they were winning. Yeah, and I thought, all right, they got to win this. I just They've got to win this game. I just didn't want Alabama to win fifty two to three. But it never felt like they had it. No, first of all, well, I was really does. disappointed about that. Yeah. And they never quite had that game in hand. Now that may have had to do with what Keith alleged a few minutes ago that mm-hmm. with help of the uh, the zebras. <clears throat> Uh, what, what is that? What? Oh, what, what do you mean? What did you yeah. watch the same game? Yeah, I watched the game. 
What was the big deal? Let's chronicle them. Uh, no face mask call. Okay. No face, but we just overlooked that. No, mm-hmm. got, nobody saw that. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw that, I guess. Uh, the uh, Face mask call in what play? Right here. Okay, so let's go through them chronologically. All right, first of all, Georgia blocks the punt. All right? The oh, officials, yeah. oh no, no, you're right. The no, you're officials right. say he was offsides. That was a um, terrible call. Okay. So terrible. You're right. You think if you're going to blow a call, you would blow it the other way. Like, yeah. you don't call an offsides. You manufacture one. So Alabama gets the ball back. But wait a minute. Hmm? Not only did they miss the fact that he wasn't offside, uh, Alabama actually was was right. obviously false starting. They had two linemen well, that had a false start. I wasn't even so, putting that one in there. The penalty was on them. So so then <laughs> crazy. Then you've got the no face mask call when Georgia has the ball. Alabama All then right. later on when they go to tie it, the play where they tie it, okay? They don't call a false start by a receiver who started way early. Oh yeah, I Let forgot about that. that. Let's run that again. Uh, watch him, just watch him. I'm watching. I'm watching. Yeah, that's that. pretty close. Okay, okay but but the that's pretty, that's but the, uh, the dead ball foul was huge and would have been huge. It killed. It was like third down into fourth, mm-hmm. where uh, what's his face tackled him and then slams his helmet down like that with no okay, call. You, you guys with have, no call, and that killed the drive. Yeah. You guys have reminded me. That, yes, it was a poor job by the officials, and that killed the drive. It was a poor job, and there were a couple of times. I don't know if it was purposeful. I don't done, know either. I mean, it's it, fun to say that it was. I don't yeah. know that it is. But the and another time, a couple other times during the game, Georgia was on the drive. It was really frustrating, and I know that they have to. I know that you have to go back and and review plays. But when a team is on the move Moment. and they have the momentum mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the referees stop it to review a play that the world already knows <laughs> what know. the call is. Right. Yeah. Um, you've just you've just killed that team's momentum. Sure. And they did that to Georgia at least twice mm-hmm. during that game. At least twice. Maybe three times if I go back and watch it again, which I you know, obviously I'm not going to. But the uh uh that just killed that momentum for mm-hmm. them. To have to stop and wait for them to review a play that the world already knows what the call is going to be. No, I'm with you. It was no. just frustrating. I'm with you. You reminded me there were several really. It was really just frustrating. Bad, and then at really the end of the game, <sighs> the end of the game, I'm just like, I cannot believe they're going to let Alabama get this ball back, drive down, kick a field goal, and win this freaking game. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. Except, you know, obviously it. the kicker misses it, that so we go sweet. to overtime, mm-hmm. which was sweet. He, in fact. He didn't just miss it. <laughs> okay, I know he choked it. Everyone and in this room could have made it closer. I was so I would be so mad. That was bad. Prior to the kick, did you see they showed him on the sideline practicing and one or two players were over there talking to him? Yeah, don't be and they were trying to make that seem like, oh, he's over there telling him that uh, we've got confidence in you. And I'm thinking, get away from him. <laughs> right? I uh-huh. was Stop talking thing. to him. Yeah. He's the kicker. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know what the problem was? Georgia went away from their uniforms that they won the last two games with. Is that what they, it was? they were in the same uniform for the SEC <laughs> championship bastards. and Actually, for that, I mean, the, uh, the semifinals. And they were the higher seed, so they probably got to choose. I sports yes, usually yeah. are superstitious yeah, like crazy. That's a very superstitious thing not to do. And it was do. their decision, I think, uh, 
Yeah, were they the home yeah, team? Yeah, or not? They're, they're, they're they're higher seed, so they probably yeah they're the higher choose, seed, right. so they they were able to choose, right. and they chose different uniforms from the ones you just yeah, won the last two strange. weeks. So, really weird. So I want to really take you back to overtime. Georgia takes so that the was lead. the problem yes. right there. I that's mean, why they lost. The only problem. <laughs> Actually, the only problem. The Big Ten refs had nothing to do with it. It was I, the uniforms. I'm more willing to do that than the refs almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Georgia goes up three. All right. After Shankasaurus Rex misses by, you know, four miles on his attempt at the end of regulation. So Rex. then so then Alabama gets the ball back and you know the, the quarterback runs around, gets sacked. Now they're out of field goal range. Right. Well, hold on. We should have Georgia should have thought, wait a minute. They're not going to put this in his hands no again. Way. We need to be guarding the, the, back the, end, the zone. end zone, you know, to get yes. a first down because yes. they're not they're not playing for a field goal now. It didn't hit me till after that pass was in the air. Oh yes. no! And that, they knew better than that. Yeah. They I will say or they though, should have known better. What than that. a beautiful pass! Yes, it, it, uh, at a critical time, the game tying one as well from a true freshman. I know, How kids, many, eighteen years old. This kid's going to be something. Well, they all, well the guy, Fromm's a freshman, right? He, Fromm, there, there was all yeah, kinds of yeah, true yeah. freshmen mm-hmm. in that game last yeah. night. I mean, Georgia uh, QB was also a freshman. That was, uh, I mean, it was huge, and so were some of the offensive linemen, and so were a couple of the back. I mean, it was, which sucks because that means for years to come, yep. we're going to have to deal with it. My favorite, I, I think, one of my too. favorite tweets was from Will Kane, uh, ESPN uh, mm-hmm. radio show host, was uh, that. Uh, it was a, he had a list of teams struggling with their quarterbacks, <laughs> and uh, Alabama pulls out a true freshman out of the out of the hat for the second <laughs> half to win the national championship. Give me a break! I hate it, and and I'm I'm hoping that uh, Alabama is on the phone right now, right, with the University of Central Florida scheduling a game for this coming Saturday night. Correct? Well, there's no, there's Central Florida couldn't beat those two teams. I'm sorry. Well, they beat the team that, that beat care. those That's two teams. Yeah. Yeah. What was that, Pat? Say that Central. one more time, please. They Central beat Florida. the team that beat both those Central teams. Florida so Central Florida beat Alabama Auburn, yeah. and Auburn beat Georgia uh, and Alabama. I believe the regular That's what he's season, trying to not say. Not the championship. I, I will say, um, I, of course, I didn't think Central Florida would beat I Auburn know, either. I know. And they did. Yes, they did. And they, I mean, they kind of dominated They deserved it. Them. Yes, they, I mean, look, they deserved to be there, right? They were, other than the way that they, you know, we've all agreed on how the, how you get the points, so. You know, we've all agreed to play by that rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by those rules, they didn't deserve to get there. But yeah, but I want to be Al Gore in this case and change the rules here at the as end. As you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really just frustrating. It was a good game. It was very frustrating. I wanted great. to see them win. It was a win. great game. I was happy that uh, our president just walked out, waved, national anthem, got out of there, have a nice day. You don't need to say anything. Take care. It was nice to see. I'm sure, and I, I'd be willing mm-hmm. to bet that uh, – Alabama will definitely uh, do something with a couple of the players that acted uh, unintelligent. I the one guy who got into a fight cost him fifteen yards on the field. Then went <laughs> goes yes. to the, to side the line. sidelines, started fighting with his own teammates or coach. And coach. Then he's yelling at the coach who's trying to calm him down when he's over on the bench. Yeah, and then he that makes a big be, play at the end of the game. I was going to say if it's. I mean, yeah. that guy should be kicked off the team. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Kicked off the team. Before he made that big play, preferably. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, Saban. I don't think you know he didn't know any of this while the game was going right, on because right. Saban had already hollered at him and yeah. kept walking down the side. Yep. And I will say that there were a couple. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that some of that will be dealt with. Uh, yeah. You know, in house and it should be mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And you expect more out of your players too. I'm sure that I was thinking about the player that yelled uh, um, F Trump. F Trump as they were in the in the uh, hallway, uh-huh. you know, under the stadium in the and, tunnel. And uh, I was thinking that that's when they were coming out the tunnel like that. Um, that's when they were 
Trump was walking out out of the field and they were getting ready for the national anthem and everything. So I mean, that was more of a you know, wait. We got to wait for the president. We got to wait for right. wait for the president. Wait for the game to start. F Trump. <laughs> Let's get this game underway. Yeah, I think it was more that I'm willing. I'm willing to go yeah. there yeah. Mm-hmm. more that than the other way. But you know, I, it's, it's just, America. You can say that if kid. you want. It's just some young kid. Whatever. Or, walk. Yeah, I'm on. not gonna make a big deal out yeah. of that. Come on. Um, a lot of people will. They are dislike him for life I now. I know. I know. But come on. Uh, but a tremendous game. I mean, that was a great national championship. Yes, game. it was. And yes, it's it was. interesting. It was a good bowl season. It was a good championship in a, season. In a down year for the SEC, both teams in the I championship know. game were from the SEC. It was a good championship season. And uh, even sadder note, that was the final college football game. That sucks. 2017 18 season. Except for the Senior Bowl, which that, I'll probably that, still that, watch. That doesn't count. Even though I have no interest in it. I'll watch it, but it doesn't count. Triple eight, 933 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. So was that Alabama's third or fourth straight national championship no, game? They, oh, game. Game. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was it, because they they beat Ohio State. Oh, so it was their third, right? They beat Ohio State. They lost. No, they did they lose to Ohio State? Then they beat Clemson. Then they lost to Clemson. Then they beat Georgia. Okay. Is that right? Uh, let's Talk see Talk about here. a dominant college football program. I apologize for... Must be nice to be an Alabama Crimson Tide fan. That, that has to be nice. You know you're not going to have a lot of four and nine seasons. I, I don't know where why that particular record just springs immediately to mind. Yeah. Um, and the Ohio State loss, uh, I'm being told by our resident Alabama guru, Stephen Smith, that that was a semifinal game. They lost Ohio State. Okay. So, okay, so they lost in the semis, then three straight national championship games. Jeez. Yeah. Pathetic. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it, right? I do think at some point you want enough football games. Uh, (sighs) 888-933-93. I mean, what is that other than meritocracy? You know, although you could say they lost their last game of the season, still got into the playoffs. But their body of work is always going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because they're in the, the country's toughest football conference. And when you dominate the way they do, uh, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt every single time. So that's what I think that's what we get so frustrated with. It gets a little tiresome that they always get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I should not say anything else about this game. Yeah. I mean, angry. are you a huge Georgia fan? Is no, it, absolutely uh, did, not. I oh, just okay. have a soft spot in my home state. And, yeah. uh, you know, most of my friends are Georgia fans. Mm-hmm. And I was rooting hard. I mean, think about this. I mean, Nebraska had a horrible season. Mm-hmm. So long about, oh, I don't know, mid-September, I was looking for someone else to, you know, cheer for. And Georgia and Georgia Tech, I was a small, uh, you know, soft spot for both of those schools. And, uh, 
I like to see him do well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, crushed last night, and uh, I'm still angry about it today, and yeah. I will be. Well, it happens. And they're going to lose both of those uh, two uh, <laughs> running back kids. Uh, yeah, know, well, they're both seniors, so yeah. The show. And yeah. Um, anyway, wow, the, just a hurt I bet them. both of them go in the first round of the NFL. Seem like good kids draft. on that team. Just, inc- I mean, that's a great football team. Uh, and I still, I'm still a little bit st- stung by the fact that Oklahoma didn't get there. I really wanted them to, and. Uh, yeah, it showed that they they definitely belonged as well. So Oklahoma Oklahoma had a great year too. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Big story now that before Donald Trump and Bannon were enemies, you know, of course they were allies. But not not long before that, Bannon was part of an effort to sink Trump's presidential hopes, even if Trump didn't know it. A conservative watchdog group led by Bannon. He's not conservative. Tried to discredit Trump in the early stages of the 2016 presidential primary by shopping a document alleging that Trump had ties to the mob. <laughs> oh, man. The anti Trump opposition research was the work of Peter Schweitzer for the Government Accountability Institute, which he co founded with Bannon in 2012. It described years of alleged business connections between Trump companies and organized crime figures, allegations that have circulated, I guess, among Trump's enemies for years. The GAI is backed by the Mercer family, one of the largest benefactors for Trump. Rebecca Mercer, the daughter of the hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer, listed as the group's chairwoman on its website. But in 2015, when the document was produced, the Mercers were backing the campaign of Ted Cruz. And Bannon had not yet joined the Trump campaign. That is so strange. The people who jumped ship from Donald, from, from Ted Cruz and went to Donald Trump. And then they were adamant, vehement uh, Trump supporters. And most of them turned out to hate Ted Cruz, essentially. What a weird... Washington, D.C. sucks. I don't know how that... How can... How do you jump ship from the most conservative candidate to the least conservative candidate like yeah. that? And for the record, uh, Steve Bannon described as a conservative in that article. He's not. Uh, I believe he described himself as a Leninist. Wow. Right? I, I, yes. yes, I think he did. Yes, yes. he did. That's... Yeah. He's a nationalist, and he's, re- yep. he's Republican barely, but he's alt-right. And which is not conservative. Yeah, he says, uh, I'm a Leninist who wants to destroy the state. Okay. That window asked to describe nice. his political leanings. All righty. Uh, in early 2016, at the height of the primary, Cruz cited possible mob ties as one reason for Trump to release his taxes. Cruz and his campaign cited published news accounts at the time. Um, and then all these people that were helping him with that turned on him. What a strange situation. What a weird situation. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, you know what's interesting about the Golden Globes the other night? They all were there to support the victims of sexual assault and harassment. They all want equality. They all dressed in black and babbled about uh, their new goals and the new world and the new situation that's so exciting and so wonderful. You know who wasn't invited to the Golden Globes? The Harvey Weinstein victims. Why, why didn't you invite 
Rose McGowan, Asia Argento, uh, Daryl Hannah, Annabella Shiora. All of those women were left out in the cold. Kind of interesting. Uh, one of them writes, I can only speak for myself, but not only was I not invited to the Golden Globes, nobody asked my opinion about Time's Up or to sign the letter, according to Argento. I support the Time's Up now, even though I was excluded from it. Guess I'm not powerful or Hollywood enough. Proud to work behind the scenes. Uh, then she tweeted to Mc- Rose McGowan, no one should forget that you were the first one who broke the silence. Anyone who tries to diminish your work is a troll and an enemy of the movement. You gave me the courage to speak out. I'm on your side until I die. McGowan replied, and not one of those fancy people wearing black to honor our rapes would have lifted a finger had it not been so. I have no time for Hollywood fakery, but I love you. So they all talked about how none of us, Rosanna Arquette also tweeted out, no, we weren't invited. Annabella Sciorra, Daryl Hannah, Mira Sorvino, none of us were. Huh. And one of them tweeted, yeah, I guess, I guess victims aren't glamorous. And I think that's exactly right. They, did they want to pretend like they're great activists and they're trying to help these women? Yeah, they wanted to pretend. But did they really want to do it? <laughs> Did they really want to bring in the people who were actually the victims? Nope. Pathetic. <laughs> That's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just amazing. Uh, Dominic in Pennsylvania, you're on The Blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, Thanks. So earlier you were talking about uh, James Franco and you know the sexual assault allegations. And mm-hmm. it's really funny because, like you said, it is getting ridiculous because mm-hmm. these women who call themselves feminists, they're really not feminists because – they're taking away from actual women who have been abused. Yes. But instead, they're, they're crying wolf on every little thing. And, you know, um, earlier in the year, the whole Pence rule, people hammered Pence, uh, Pence for, you know, eating dinner only with his wife. Sure did. And now it, 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 it seems like, you know, that's, that's the way to go. Like, oh, absolutely. Here, you know, and it's just it's funny their hypocrisy and the double standards that they have. And it's just completely fake, like you said. It's totally fake. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really getting sick and tired of it. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, we've, we've talked about that a few times, that, that Mike Pence seems like a freaking genius now. I mean, what better way to avoid any kind of problem or the appearance of any problem than to always have your wife with you if you have to have a colleague, uh, a dinner with a colleague? You don't want to be one-on-one with her. Yeah, she could say anything or anything could happen or you might be tempted. I don't know. There's a lot of things and people say, well, you can't control yourself. (laughs) Yes. But why put yourself in that position to begin with? And I believe it was Billy Graham who always left his office door open um, whenever he was meeting with another good idea. Mm -hmm. It's another good idea. It's gotten to the point where uh, in almost any situation, I don't know that. Men should be alone with women because even if nothing happens, they could say something's happened. Is that out of the realm of possibility? No. No, it's not. So just out of an abundance of caution, you should always have somebody around. And yeah, uh, Pence got, he got pommeled for that. He, he was, they acted like he was the... Uh, dumbest, most puritanical idiot that's ever been born. When in reality, uh, it's a pretty darn good rule of thumb, frankly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Going to be interesting to see what happens with this uh, James Franco accusation. 
You've got several people saying that he shouldn't shouldn't have been at the Golden Globes because of the uh, because of the theme of the evening. But some of the things that they mention that were sexual harassment uh, just aren't. Frankly, if if he asks you to do a nude scene, he can't force you to it. You want the hundred bucks a day uh, he's offering you. And you have to get nude for it, and you sign a contract that says, Yes, I'll appear nude, then you got nothing to talk about. So it's going to be really important for us, I think, to draw a line in the sand now. And, and as uh, our caller just said, it diminishes those who have actually been harassed, who have actually had assault uh, perpetrated on them. And it waters down all of that. Just like the racism thing. Every time you scream racism because you think that the word Chicago is code word for something bad racially, that diminishes that whole thing. Apartment too. was as well. I believe Apartment, I remember that one. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, there are so many dog whistles that uh, I just you can't even keep track of them anymore. Uh, speaking of racism, there's a parade designed to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King uh, here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And they it's the uh, Toyota North Texas Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Parade and Celebration in Arlington. And it's coming up on um, the 15th. Is that Monday? Yep. Uh, yeah, that's yep. Monday on Martin Luther King Day. So ever since it was announced that Texas Governor Greg Abbott would serve as the honorary Grand Marshal, uh, there have been there's been several groups that have come out to boycott the parade. Wait a minute! Because Governor Greg Abbott, hold on a second, is going to be the grand marshal. So so they're 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 boycotting the parade because mm-hmm. the governor mm-hmm. is going to be at it. They're not boycotting boycotting it because they have a sponsor. No, a title sponsor that supersedes the MLK name in the title. <laughs> come on, man! I can't take it. Yeah, the Toyota North Texas. <laughs> Yeah, that would seem to be the bigger issue. Okay, I can't. But this uh, this group spokesperson, Reverend Doctor Reverend Doctor Jeff Hood, said Abbott not only hasn't stood for the ideals of Martin Luther King Jr., but has stood against the ideals of Martin Luther King Jr. He said, "With him, we don't have a keeper of the dream; we have a killer of the dream." Name one thing. <laughs> That Governor Greg Abbott has done to kill MLK's dream. So he does. You know what it is? Mm. Requiring Texans to have photo IDs to vote. <laughs> that disenfranchises minority what voters. Racist. I, I just, I. Th- there's another thing we have to call BS on. Even blacks themselves are 80% in favor of voter ID. They don't have any problem with it. Why? Because they have ID just like white people do. Why wouldn't they? It's pathetic. Uh, and, and yes, we need to put a stop to all of this nonsense. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Holidays are over, but winter's just begun. And the air inside your house, it's all closed up now because you're not opening the windows and letting it out. Up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside, which can cause allergies and illness um and unnecessary wear and tear on your hvac system you don't want to wind up having to replace that 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 can be thousands of dollars to do 
So there's a great solution to this problem. It's called Filter Buy. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including some custom options. If So if you have a strange size that they don't have, they'll custom make it right for you. And they're all shipped free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. Filter Buy offers all kinds of different MERV ratings. Whatever you're looking for, just search for the MERV rating you want. All the way up to hospital grade. So you'll remove all that dangerous mold and dust and the allergy aggravating pollution in your home. And right now you can save 5% uh, when you set up auto delivery so you never have to think about when it's time to order filters again. They'll just show up at your door when it's time. So save money, save time, breathe better, and take advantage of a great American company. Filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Oh, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. We're gonna have to it really, really buckle down here and figure out what constitutes sexual harassment and sexual assault. Mm. Figure out what's just flirting. Figure out what's actually racism and what isn't. Voter ID is not racism has nothing to do with race. It, it has to do with making sure, ensuring that you're a U.S. citizen who's eligible to vote. The hysteria around that. And it's only the, the Democrat hierarchy that uh, even care about it because blacks favor voter ID by 80%. I mean, there's almost nothing people agree on 80% of the time. So... It's it's time to put a stop to the nonsense. So why are they ignoring the will of the average Black American? Because they're trying to they're trying to convict uh, convince them that everything is racist. They they can't stand the fact that we're trying to keep illegals from voting. They can't stand the fact that we don't want non-U.S. citizens voting because non-U.S. citizens will vote Democrat ninety <laughs> percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And so they don't care if they're legal or not. They they couldn't care less. They just want their power. They just want their position. 888-933-93. Eric in Wisconsin. You're on the blaze. Hi. How you doing? Doing well. Did Go. you uh, uh, see that thing about Oprah's on how the how they end uh, racism? Uh, no. How, how can we end racism according to Oprah? Well, her interview with the BBC, she states... Racism will end when old Southern white men die. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, huh. I'm going to have to look that one up. Did you? Yeah, pull so- it up. It's Oprah's idea how to end racism. And she also talks about, and that's at the end of that same interview, um, about the office on how Obama was being attacked. Mm-hmm. And it was because of his race, not because he wasn't doing the job. It was because of his race. Wow. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Eric. Uh, amazing. 
So we do we do actually do we have the audio on that? We do. Yep. Um it's just the audio. And um, Okay, I'm gonna find that. Mm-hmm. So and, Oprah actually did say that? Yeah. And racism yeah. will end when old men from the South die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's yeah, that, that's great. That's that could be your next it. president of the United States. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Hmm. Kinda had someone <laughs> like that already for about, I don't know, roughly eight years or so. Roughly. Not too long ago. Yes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh also this controversy about Jake Tapper and uh, the interview that he did with Stephen Miller the other day and how uh, unfair and what a shill he is from the Trump people. Let's uh, take a look at what Jake Tapper said about this Michael Wolf book. Here it is. Wolf's reporting should be met with skepticism. The book is riddled with errors Wait, and what? rumors. And in his marketing of the book, Wolf made the unbelievable assertion that 100% of the president's family members and top advisors have concerns about his mental fitness for the job. 100%. That's simply not true. And <laughs> consider this from CBS This Morning. Did you speak with any members of the president for this book? I did not. You did not? I did not. And did you speak with the he vice president? I did not. Good and there's golly. this. Three errors in just this one paragraph on page 78, a misspelling of Democratic strategist Hillary Rosen's name. Wilbur Ross is identified as the labor secretary when he's actually the commerce secretary. And Wolf has reporter Mark Berman at a restaurant, which Berman says he's never been to. Now, NBC's Chuck Todd asked Wolf about these Jeez. errors and why readers shouldn't be concerned about the picture it paints. Do, do you, you regret some of these errors in there? Do you wish a second? Somebody, it feels as if you didn't I think, copy edit. I think I, I, um, I think I mixed up a Mike Berman and mm-hmm. a Mark Berman. For that, I apologize. Um, um, but the book speaks for itself. Read the book. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, <laughs> this is your this is your Democrat shill. This is your <laughs> fake news guy. I okay. Uh, this is what we've been saying about Jake Tapper. He treats both sides the same way. Why? Because he's a good journalist. And he said, Wolf's book should be met with skepticism. It's riddled with errors and rumors. Then goes on to show you the errors and rumors. And that they didn't talk to any staff members? Good golly. Wolf has defended the accuracy, though, stating that if it rings true, it is true. Mm. Jeez. Uh, Tapper points out that Trump's allies are trying their best to discredit Wolf, and with good reason. Bringing up former White House staffer Seb Gorka's recent op-ed in the Fox News, uh, in which the Fox News pundit unwittingly confirmed that Wolf had had tremendous access in the White House while working on the book. Now, they've also said this week that he had no access to the president. Sounds like he didn't have access to a, I don't know, Microsoft Word. Right? Either. That's incredible. If you can't just get those details right, Uh, that's pretty bad. You're pretty sloppy. Uh, Wolf's reporting should be met with skepticism, according to Tapper. And in his marketing of the book, Wolf made the, and as you just heard, unbelievable assertion that 100% of the president's family members and top advisors have concerns about his mental fitness. So you're talking about Ivanka Trump. You're talking about his sons-in-law. You're talking about his sons, you know, including Don Jr. They all believe 
that their father and father-in-law ha- has uh, mental problems? No. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So, yeah, if you if you read the book, as he is urging people to do, just like Tapper said, approach it with a pretty high degree of skepticism because it's loaded with crap. 888-933-93. We're going to explore uh, some of the plagiarism going on and ask the question, has every song that could be written <laughs> been written already? It's, it's possible. 888-933-93. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's true. 888-933-93. Welcome. Got some tweets in at uh, Pat Unleashed. Trav Watkins. Uh, we told you a while ago that some of the victims uh, were not invited to the Golden Globes the other night. And one of the victims said, why is a man hosting? <laughs> so I guess it's we're, we're to the point now where men can't host. Men can't be seen. Um, this question from Trav, though. Why is a man hosting? Did you just assume his gender? Ah, apparently. Put that in your pipe. Apparently. We don't know that he was identifying as a he. Mm-hmm. 1984 FL man. I stand, for once, with the Blaze Keith. Mm. Georgia was robbed by a team that should not have been in the playoffs. Hmm. Hmm. And yet, they won the national championship. Hmm. Uh, Jeffy is in... Is a hashtag LSU Tigers fan. LSU Tigers oh, as fan. as an as LSU. Mm-hmm. okay Jeffy as an LSU hashtag LSU Tigers fan you eventually get used to the refs helping Alabama <laughs> yeah, yeah I suppose that's probably true doesn't mean you have to be happy about it though um, also we were talking about uh, uh, Governor Abbott who is there's groups trying to boycott the parade because he's a grand marshal of the MLK parade, MLK pay, MLK day parade. Wow. <laughs> On Monday, at least one of them, and there's a whole bunch of them in this area in the DFW, but this is one of them and they're boycotting because the governor of Texas is going to be the grand marshal. Oh, there's a good reason. I mean, what has he ever done? That's racist. What has he ever done against the principles of MLK? Well, they cite voter ID laws. It's just, it's pathetic. Uh, so here's a few instances where valid IDs are required and nobody calls it racist. Okay. You have to uh, valid ID to drive, okay. board an airplane, mm-hmm. purchase a car, sure. get a car registration, rent a car, boat, jet ski, buying insurance, buying train tickets, obtaining a passport. Picking up mail from FedEx, UPS, or the post office. When you rent tools or furniture, equipment. When you visit the doctor's office or a hospital. When you get outpatient testing. 
when you donate blood, when you get a prescription, <laughs> when you buy certain over-the-counter cold medications and products for nail polish remover, when you apply for a job, you apply for school, uh, you apply for a professional license when you get married. When you check out a book from the library, you have to have ID. When you join the military, when you adopt a child, transact any transaction really with the bank, got to have an ID. Sending a wire transfer, applying online for banking, apply for store credit, establish a utilities account, cash a check, get a credit card, open a retirement account, apply for a mortgage, buy a house, apply for apartment rentals. I mean, this goes on. There's 65. 65 times. Thank you to EJM for sending that. When you that buy around. cigarettes at beer or visit a casino <laughs> when you go to jail you have to have id but when is a valid id not required when when you vote and huh. that's good how is it possible that it's not racist to force people to have id on these 65 other items right adopting a pet I mean, we can't be letting minorities adopt pets. That's incredible. (laughs) That's incredible. This needs to be thrown back in their face every time they start this bull crap. Mm -hmm. Now, yesterday, uh, we found out about another plagiarism lawsuit. This one from um, Lana Del Rey against uh, the band Radiohead for their song Creep. And uh, apparently, Lana won. Here's the original uh, song called Get Free. This is my commitment. My modern manifesto. Oh, that's, this is the ripoff. So she ripped off from... Oh, that's right. She ripped off from Radiohead. Mm-hmm. So Creep was the original. But I'm a creep. Oh, this is obvious. <laughs> wow. And then back to Lana Del Rey. This is my commitment. My modern manifesto. Holy cow. (laughs) So that's... But I'm a creep. (laughs) That's pretty obvious, right? Uh Uh-huh. Only the lyrics are different. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not always the case, though. In some of the Led Zeppelin stuff, mm. uh, they even kind of use the same lyrics uh, in some cases. Like, Muddy Waters and Led Zeppelin on Whole Lot of Love, and his, I think his song is called... That's Whole Lot of Love. That's yeah. Led Zeppelin. Yes. But that Muddy Waters song was called um, Lot of Love or something, too. Anyway, here's... Baby, Muddy water. Baby, way down inside. Mama, you need love. Mama, you need love. Mama, you need love. Mama, you need love. You got to have some love. Got to have some love. Led Zeppelin. Way down inside. A honey you need. Gonna give you my love. Gonna give you my love. Oh. Whole lot of love. Okay, so they, they changed... Uh, Mama to honey. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's that's a blatant. big change, man. That's blatant. <laughs> yeah. As I was researching this yesterday, 
uh, Led Zeppelin's done this a lot, uh-huh. at least 10 songs. Yeah, that's why yesterday I didn't know which one you were talking about. Yeah, they've, they've borrowed liberally. Here, here's another one. Um, there was a band called Taurus, and they did a song that, that they called Spirit. Now listen to that compared to Stairway to Heaven. It's pretty amazing. This is Taurus. Spirit. Wow. <laughs> I don't hear it. Okay, it's slight. It's it is slightly different, but pretty similar to to the intro to Stairway to Heaven. actually lost I can't this lawsuit. Can you believe that? I mean, come on. Taurus lost this. And it's even worse than it sounds because Taurus toured with Led Zeppelin and played that song before Stairway to Heaven came along. But they don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Well, they probably don't. I mean, I, they were doing a lot of stuff backstage, <laughs> let's be honest. That's very true. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you can think of some, we uh, there's also the real famous uh, Queen David Bowie mm-hmm. under pressure song, and then v- the Vanilla Ice blatant ripoff. Now, originally I thought because there was this thing called sampling, and you can get permission from an artist to just sample a little teeny part of their song. He didn't do that though. What he did say originally was, "Yeah, I added a note." <laughs> Listen to this. It's obviously the original. Under Pressure by David Bowie and Queen. Written by David Bowie and all the Queen members. We all remember that. Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby. That's exactly... It's the same song. It's the same exact thing. Do you have his explanation, by the way? His explanation... It started as... No, I added a note to that. To that riff. Now he says... I bought the song. I bought the rights to the song. I want your receipt. Land shark. Uh, Queen <laughs> denies that he bought the. He bought. The, I think what he did was he bought the right to use it eventually because they were suing him and it was a blatant ripoff and yep. it was either that or you know lose the proceeds to your song. <laughs> it's kind of interesting now because Vanilla Ice is on. Is he on HGTV all the time? He's a contractor. DIY. They DIY. Ha- yeah, they hired him to do a show. Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he got into trouble for stealing stuff out of a house. Remember that? Oh, did well, he? Yeah, one of the houses across the street or something stuff. bizarre. <laughs> yeah. He's had, he's had an interesting time of it. Uh, did, he really has. Did you guys cover the um, um, ROCK in the USA and what I like about you? No. Uh, no, no, yeah. John uh-huh. Cougar Mellencamp, ROCK in the USA, and uh, Romantics, what I like about you, same mm-hmm. song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I right, we're going to have to check that out. Yeah, same identical. Romantics, uh, uh, what I like about you. What I like about you. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, John Cougar, uh, R-O-C-K in the USA. And right. it's, they well, are. We'll definitely check that out. Yeah.
Um, Brad Steggs is in here, by the way, obviously. I couldn't that, resist that it. I couldn't resist jumping in on, on yeah. the music stuff. Because um, it's fun. Yes. Coldplay and Joe Satriani. This song, the Coldplay oh, song is yeah. called... Um, Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. Big hit for Coldplay. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one. They blatantly ripped this off of Joe Satriani. Okay, and here's Joe Satriani uh, and his song, If I Could Fly. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Exact same song. But weirdly, during the lawsuit Joe Satriani brought against Coldplay, he admitted he ripped off the song from, <laughs> is it Creaky Boards or something? I, I didn't, he, I'm not. He ripped off an old song from somebody I'm else. I'm not aware of the Joe Cetriani angle of this. I'm only aware of the Creaky Boards. Yeah, it's the Creaky Boards, I think, that he ripped it off originally. <laughs> and he admitted that. Well, we both got that from Creaky Boards. Well, then, what are you doing? Bring the lawsuit There's nothing new under the sun. There's just nothing new. Uh, oh, the Creaky Boards is just, I think it's worse than that right there. As far as ripoffs go, uh, but I didn't realize that. Uh, but you I, know what they say: imitation is the sincerest, sincerest form, form of flattery. Yeah. Not also, when there's money involved. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it also cashes <laughs> checks. <laughs> the sincerest form of flattery is give me a million dollars for the song you stole. <laughs> That's a good point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Brad Staggs is here to talk uh, not well, just music but earwax. No, I want to talk. To you you want to get your... the earwax out so you can listen to music. Well, you're, right? How are your apocrine glands doing? I'm. I don't even we have them talk, anymore. I think act, I removed them. No, we were oh. talking about these. Don't act like you don't have uh, your. Come on. You, <laughs> well, your your apocrine glands are, are the glands that when you get stressed or or you're afraid, mm-hmm. they are responsible for that. Uh, you, your excess sweat and the and the bad smell. Oh, really? You know that? Yeah. No, I didn't. And huh. they are the same glands that are in your ear and help produce. Uh, earwax. Wax. And what is the purpose of the wax? Oh, it lubricate the, the wax is to, to help lubricate your ears and to protect your eardrums. Really? But, yes. Okay. But we do all so sorts of things. So a certain that, amount of it yes. is good yes. because it protects your eardrum. Exactly. But what we do is we end up putting uh, earbuds in our ears or Q-tips or anything else in our ears. <laughs> Paper clips. Don't ever do that. And that's what ends up pushing all that wax to the back. What's and it? then it eventually blocks the mm-hmm. canal so yep. that you can't hear as well. Number one cause of hearing loss in the United States and maybe even in the world. Which is really good because there's something you can do about exactly. it. Exactly. And it's called WaxRx. You can get it at usewaxrx.com. You go there, use promo code radio. They'll send it to you. Free shipping. Uh, but the stuff is fantastic. Three-step system. Anybody can do it. So if you're experiencing any sort of hearing loss, itching in your ears, like Keith is right now, Mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. a fullness you in your ears, mm-hmm. or if you've been going under a lot of stress or fear lately and you uh-huh. have those feelings, go to usewaxrx.com and use promo code radio. So will I be able then to hear the difference between this but I'm a and this? This is my commitment. Yeah. Even more, even more clearly. Okay. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray returns. Welcome. 888-900-3393. Stumbled out to something yesterday uh, involving a lawsuit between Lana Del Rey and uh, Radiohead. Radiohead actually sued Lana Del Rey for ripping off their song Creep. So we started thinking about all the songs uh, that have been uh, in question for plagiarism. And there's there are so many. And it's it's kind of fun to check them out and see for yourself if, if they really stole the song or not. When... When the lawsuit was going on between uh, Joe Satriani and Coldplay, Creaky Boards, who's a band I've never heard of, also jumped in there. And, and Satriani admitted, yeah, I got, we both, us and me and Coldplay, got this from Creaky Boards and their song. And then the former Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam, uh, said that, no, they all got it from my song, Foreigner Suite. I was not familiar with the Cat Stevens Foreigner Suite. It's an 18-minute, 36-second song. And it sounds nothing like uh, Coldplay or Joe Satriani. And I couldn't stand to let them be abused. Does that sound anything like? That doesn't but sound like it. Like Viva La... Vita. Vita. I mean, it's a really long song. Is there another part? Okay, that doesn't sound like it. That doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Neither does that. Okay, he's just looking for attention. He needs some attention. He hasn't had any since he got kicked <laughs> off that flight after 9-11. Hey, so check this out. The creaky boards thing, the, the, the thing that's so ironic about that is the name of the song that was blatantly ripped off okay. uh, is the songs I didn't write. That's the name of the oh, song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The songs I didn't write by creaky boards. I that's love interesting, that's isn't it? Funny stuff right the there. The songs I didn't write by creaky boards. Uh, yeah. Here it is. This is supposed to sound like Coldplay. Coldplay. Viva la vida. When you have gone to bed. Oh yeah. I am alone inside my head. And Joe Satriani. But see, I don't know. Is that okay? And let it keep going because there's another part. So far. I think they got they have a point. Yeah. And it gets worse. I hear what they sounded like. Oh yeah. All over town, all over town, all over town. It would have made Here we go. What would have fallen from your eyes? Oh, wow. Such a ripoff. Wow. So, anyway, creaky boards. That's amazing. You win. And uh, what, I, was it ever proven that no. either Satriani or Coldplay had listened to that? Uh, there was a thing where Coldplay, I just, I'm not familiar with the Satriani angle whatsoever, but Coldplay was supposed to go to a show, a creaky board show where this song was playing before they recorded it. There's really? some dispute and, huh. uh, Coldplay won that angle. Like did they, they really? Yeah. They are something happened where it was thrown out or whatever, but creaky boards did not come out on top in that case, which I, I mean, the most obvious ones like the Zeppelin and the Taurus and, and Coldplay and Creaky Boards are, are the, the ones that lost. One, yes, but you've got lost. George Harrison and the... And he's so fine by the Chiffons. Thank you. Uh, here, is, here are those two songs simultaneously, you tell me. Uh, this is um, My Sweet Lord 
and he's so fine together. You can do this with a lot of songs, though. Now, originally, uh, their record company, Bright Music, was awarded 1.6 million. Somehow, that got overturned, and I think, I think what happened eventually was that George Harrison wound up buying the rights to "He's So Fine" for five hundred thousand dollars, and so I think he owns the song now. And uh, that's actually what Vanilla Ice claims to have done in the case of uh, Under Pressure. 888 The interesting thing with George Harrison was he went on to write a really angry song about that situation uh, called... Uh, uh, dang it. I can't, I can't think of what it's called, but it, it, it'll, it? it'll, come, it'll come to me. Nick in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, how are you? Doing good. I uh, I called him yesterday. I have a couple of songs that uh, have not that are total ripoffs and have not resulted in a lawsuit. Okay. Uh, one is actually another Coldplay song. They uh, used a song from uh, the band Kraftwerk. Uh, their song called uh, "Computer Love." Computer Love, and that's supposed to be yep. like what Kraftwerk song? Oh, no, 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 the other way around. Coldplay ripped oh, off. Oh, Coldplay ripped off Kraftwerk. Yeah. Yep. What's, what song uh, did they rip Col- off? Com- is it the computer? Uh, yes. Okay. And cold. the name of the Coldplay song is Talk. Talk. T-A-L-K. All right. Hmm. N- no lawsuit resulted that. That was totally hmm. uh, unfettered. Hmm. Okay. Everyone knows it, but there was no lawsuit. And then another one is... Um, uh, the two songs, uh, the first one is by The Who, and it's Bob O'Reilly. Okay. Uh, a wonderfully talented boy band by the name of One Direction gets off <laughs> um, <laughs> that song with their song called Best Song Ever. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to looking into that one because... Uh, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a real treat. You're you're right about the wonderfully talented boy band. Uh, that part. Oh, I know they're so artistically talented. Oh they, my goodness! You know they they sing and they and well that's kind of well they they, <laughs> they sort of sing and yeah I know I know what you mean. It's hard to describe, isn't it? How talented <laughs> they, they don't are! Even freaking dance. <laughs> All right. They Thanks. walk around on stage like a bunch of robots. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Nick. I I don't think they're together anymore, are they? Didn't that one the one. The leader of the band kind of went off on his own, and he's been a big deal for a it's while. It's a shame. Yeah, it is. And it's was really, so really depressing. Into them. Because there will probably never be another One Direction song, no. which is uh, painful. No. So we're, we'll, we'll look into these. Um, in the meantime, uh, Keith thought of a couple yesterday. One oh. by Tears for Fears. Oh, yes. Who ripped off Sixpence well, None the Richer. Well, Sixpence None the Richer covered uh, The Laws. So um, they covered the what? The band, the Laws. Yeah. Okay, so Sixpence None the Richer did, just covered it. 
And so when yesterday when I was talking, so it's actually from the Laws, right? But I don't know any song by the Laws, oh, the, but I do know Sixpence None the Richer because I was still doing radio when that came out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in what 1997 in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, here here is the uh, Tears for Fears song, right? This is Tears for Fears. Pretty good song. That they ripped off. Yes. <laughs> and sixpence. None the richer. It's pretty close. It's not exact, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Tears for Fears was struggling at this point. I didn't even know they were still together yeah. in, the, in and that, 2003. No, that song, Call Me Mellow, I think came out much more recently. Like, I think we were in New York at the time. I don't know. I'll really? Because yeah. I, when I was when I was looking for the songs yesterday, it seems like it was 2003. Mm, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 2004. Excuse 2004, me. 2004. Okay. Yeah. But you know, my guys better than Ezra. Man, they got ripped off. I don't know if you have that on. I do. Uh, better than Ezra yeah. and some band called Chain Poets yeah, or something with the name of a song called Counterfeiter Moon. How ironic. How ironic. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here in a second as well. We also have uh, Jeffy to chew the fat with and uh, play some of these rip-off songs, some of the plagiarism going on, because every song, apparently, that can ever be written has been. <laughs> and now we're just going to rip each other off. 888 More Pat Gradley's coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is chewing the fat segment in Jeff Fisher. Before I get to uh, my actual list, I'd just like to say that during the break, it brought up an excellent point of something that I've been meaning to complain about on the air for quite some time. And that is that you'd think that computers would, they know everything about you. They, you, they can remember passwords, retina scans, mouth scans, fingertip scans, all of it. They can remember what website I went to three years ago, unless, of course, I deleted it. But they can't decide to not play audio on an on a open page that I'm not on. So if I have multiple tabs open along the top, mm-hmm. okay, and I want to, and I'm viewing a particular page that is hot, it's highlighted on my, on my tab bar, mm-hmm. the rest of the websites that I have open along those tabs should not be able to play audio. Thank you. I, to me, no... Audio should ever start <laughs> on its own. Thank you. There should yeah. be no auto oh my start gosh. on any but, audio. But I'm even. I, it I, pisses me off. I'm, I'm also. I'm also. I'm just letting. I'm letting the auto start 
be okay with it. I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm not. don't, if I don't have you highlighted on my tab bar, don't play audio. I know. I wish there was a way to fix that. Somebody probably call us. This. There he is. Why, Why don't you just alt shift P, 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 and it fixes it perfectly. Didn't you know that? <laughs> and no, we didn't know that, obviously. So before you anyway. ask the question, just know the answer. <laughs> and I have uh, one last, uh, one last uh, picture to uh, remind us of the uh, <clears throat> Georgia-Alabama game from last oh. night. Uh, one of my favorite memes from last night as we were okay. wrapping up the game, uh, was I was reminded of <laughs> the uh, referees uh, <laughs> covering the game last night. It was my favorite meme of all time. Uh, it uh, <clears throat> shows the referees uh, with uh, their white canes and their seeing eye dogs. It's <laughs> 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 really funny. <laughs> I like that. That's a tremendous. Not that they didn't do a good job. No, well, except they didn't. So <laughs> Not that they didn't do a yeah. good job. Did you know, and I know that uh, people have been coming up to me for the past week or so, hey, did how come Jeopardy is on hiatus? How come Jeopardy is on hiatus? Did you know that Alex Trebek had brain surgery? No. I didn't either. I was like, what? So anyway, he had brain surgery. Apparently, he had some kind of fall at the house, and uh, he had some subdural hem- hematoma on his brain, and he's had brain surgery. So... He's okay. He apparently, I mean, he posted a video saying, I'm okay. Thanks uh, for all the worries. But, uh, you know, we're going to get back to Jeopardy, you know, as soon as we can. Good. He's been doing it since 1984. I would have thought longer than that. That's a good gig. Yeah, it is. He's making a lot of money on that. That's a good gig. Made a lot of money. You aren't lying. He has. You know, and and isn't Wheel of Fortune still going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, Pat Sajak and Venna White both still doing it. Oh, yeah. That's a good gig. Yeah. Yeah, what's uh, his yeah. face was the one who started that though? Our, our, who's the other game show host that loves that's a, a conservative that you know he's always posting stuff. And Chuck Woolery. Chuck, yeah. Woolery, Chuck yeah. Woolery was mm-hmm. one of the original Wheel of Fortune guys. And I loved his story on that cuz he was they he was going through contracts and he was like, "I don't want to yeah, we're not going to you can't pay me enough money. This show's not going to last." <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Famous last words. Wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, so uh, H&M uh, had a great uh, weekend uh, this weekend as they posed some new child uh, clothing line uh, on their pages. And uh, one of them uh, happened to be a black child uh, in a monkey sweatshirt. I'm sorry? Yeah, it was in a, it was a, it was in a monkey sweatshirt. Said uh, the, <clears throat> the coolest uh, little monkey in the jungle. And uh, they... Uh, According to my favorite, but what, well, there's a whole um, many, many, many uh, social media tweets that uh, were out there that have uh, were not very happy with it at all. Uh, my favorite was by Charles Blow. Have you lost your damn minds? <laughs> and I tend to agree with him. Mm-hmm. Um, how I realize that uh, when kids are playing at the park and they're swinging around like little monkeys, uh, it might be okay to say, "Hey, you guys are like little monkeys." Uh, it may be okay to even call your grandkids that, but if, have, they're, if they're white, yes, <laughs> if they're right. White. And if we, but we learned mm-hmm. back in the what early eighties, uh, we had uh, a football announcer, Howard Cosell, get fired for calling a guy running a football. Look at that little monkey go, mm-hmm. uh, because he called his grandkids little monkeys. You don't call the NFL player. Unless come on, we've learned that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so, even H- though Howard Cosell didn't mean it like that, yeah, I know that. And I don't think I'm willing to give H&M maybe the benefit of the doubt on theirs either. It's just a sweatshirt saying I'm the coolest little monkey in the jungle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, maybe, 
Maybe if it was the white kid wearing the sweatshirt, then it'd be fine. Yeah, it, we you can might, call a white kid okay. whatever you want. <laughs> you could say coolest little douchebag in the jungle. It'd be fine if it's white. No problem. I want fine. that one. Yeah, I'll wear that one. I, I would too. Cutest actually. little cracker in the jungle. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you call a white person. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. That's true. Yeah, you see the college that's doing the uh, that's white true. racism uh, class. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, and maybe we should all take it according to. Uh, yeah, I mean, we should take that. Right? So it just doesn't end. It, no, it's not going to. As we're expected to, to be sensitive to everything and everyone, the opposite certainly isn't true. No, and it's perfectly fine to attack, uh, to belittle, to call anything you want. It it just doesn't matter when it applies to white people. Well, we were so close. Look, I remember growing up. Listening to adults, you know, back in the 1900s. Oh, it's Florida Gulf Coast that's offering the white racism the class. class. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, having uh, relatives that were really racist. And I remember even as a kid thinking, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you out of your minds? Yeah. And they were proven to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could remember I, I just. I thought we had we had reached a point where we were past it and we had not. I mean, the. The eight years of President Obama set us back uh, to like the 1950s. Least, absolutely, they yeah. they were still they did they were still living there, and they brought everyone with them. Yeah, and it was pretty sad. Yep. And so we've got a long road to go. I know that it's too bad. So a family is suing an airline over uh, a woman's fatal escalator fall, and I'm kind of torn in this. I'm not sure if it's the if it's the airport or if it's the airline or if it's the person. We have a lot of lawsuits uh, going on uh, in America that you think, come on, why are you suing? This one I'm really torn on. If you watch the video, and it's kind of bad. The lady crashes down an escalator in her electric wheelchair. Oh, wow. But it's like. What was she doing going down an escalator in a wheelchair? That's what I'm saying. Seriously? She tried to go down an escalator in a wheelchair? When you watch the video, here's the video. Yes. And one guy goes and tries to, I mean, two people race down. Slide down to rescue her. See, there she goes on the right. Oh, and he's like, oh, geez. I mean, okay, so I mean, oh boy, I know. Okay, so, so she, she just tumbled over. She didn't go down. That killed her. No. Oh, okay, good. No, it did oh, not. Oh, good. So she's she's this, all right. She's all right here. Yes. She's saying that an infection she got from this fall. Uh, four yeah. months later, she passed away. Oh, she did die. Yes. Oh boy. But they're saying that was because of this. Okay, but what, I, I'm sorry. My you can't you look go at, down an escalator in a wheelchair. Watch this lady at the bottom who works at the airport coming around with her drink. At first, I thought she didn't do anything. Here she comes. She goes, "Oh, oh!" And I thought she didn't do anything, but she comes over and she shuts the escalator off. And then, good move. Yeah, that is a smart move. But then she's like, eh, "You know what? Nah, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna stand uh, here." And then but I'm gonna she leave. leaves. So then she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on my break. I'm, I'm my sorry. That's that's not the. I fault don't think the that's company. the airline's fault. It's not. That's just, not the airline's fault. That's, I just can't. You. That's a knuckleheaded move to Ow. try to go down an escalator in a wheelchair. You know you got to take now the sticking elevator. Now perhaps maybe the lady is, uh, you know, a little. Well, that's uh, not, discombobulated that's from not medications or whatever. But no, that's not the airline's fault. No, it is not. No. Can we stop with this stuff, please? Please. Yeah. Let's stop Thank with you. that. That's ridiculous. One of my favorite uh, 
uh, post from yesterday on the interwebs, uh, and it made me laugh, and I can't decide whether I'm laughing at the action or if I'm laughing, laughing at the response. You tell me. To the a-hole who put mustard packets under the toilet rim, <laughs> nothing in this world would give me more pleasure than finding out who you are, digging up your childhood pet, and beating you with its corpse. <laughs> Somewhere between wiping mustard off my... And removing my now yellow boxers, I realized that this injustice cannot go unsettled. For the rest of your life in your most private moments, know that I, the only thing preventing a dysfunctional veteran from waterboarding you with mustard is the knowledge of your existence. I hope you stub your toe every day for the rest of your life. Um, I wouldn't want that to happen to me, but it's funny. <laughs> I would but see, now most, listen, it's funny. definitely not, not want that the to happen payoff, to me. Is it just mm-hmm. evil if you're not going to be there to enjoy it yourself? Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, oh, my God. Because like, if you're there to enjoy it, I mean, this sounds counterintuitive, but if you're there to enjoy it, it's less evil than if you just walk away and let someone I mean, the comments, a lot of the comments, which I, I did not print out, but a lot of the comments, Ooh. was it hot sauce or it could have been uh, jalapeno sauce? Mm. Did you print you up know? mine? Because I, conf- I remember that getting Did posted you? a few days ago. Oh, yeah. I was, it could have been worse. I mean, it could have been mayonnaise. You know, Ooh. you got that in your boxers. How do you explain that one away? But but the same way you explain mustard away. Okay. But I know Al Roker can I probably would be so Right. <laughs> I mustered my pants. I mustered. You mustered your pants? I mustered my pants. <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean, while, I, while it's, uh, you know, I understand the frustration of the person. And it would be, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be an awful lot not to be angry at that point. Mm-hmm. It's a really kind of funny bit. It is. I know. <laughs> it is. It man. is. It's a really funny bit. And a helpful tip not to use the public restrooms here at work for quite some while. Time. Yeah. Well, people still have this on their minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's try that. Uh. I was thinking the same thing when I saw that. I was like, oh, please, dear God, please, nobody do that at work. Oh, I know. I know. You know they want to, too. Um, also, you, I heard you talking about uh, Governor Abbott uh, showing up uh, at the uh, parade for uh, MLK. Mm-hmm. Um, what, one of the things that I found uh, really kind of uh, strange over that is that Arlington officials plan to hold a town hall meeting uh, this Thursday to discuss the question of what shall be done in response to Governor Abbott riding in the Tarrant County MLK Parade as Honorary Grand Marshal. What should be done as a response? I don't know. Wave your flag when he goes by. Mm-hmm. Wave high. Say, hey, uh, I don't know, say hello, person who's part of the American with Disabilities Act. Did they? <laughs> are they talking about uh, eliminating him from the parade? I think they. I think they really want to. Yeah, I think they do. I mean, I, and and to be honest, it seems like they do. It's, he uh, originally up to the latest I heard, he's not backing out. He's coming because uh, he his response was, you know, it's for MLK and it's, we're all together and it's America and blah blah blah. You know, yeah. the usual response. But I almost kind of concerned about his safety. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, I. I don't know. You know, they could probably protect him. He's the governor. I, mean, I, you, I, I can't think of a single reason that he shouldn't be the grand marshal of that parade. I, why right. not? Why? Unless well, you and believe it's an honorary. It, unless it, this, unless this you believe it honorary. has to be a black person. Right. Which, that wasn't 
That wasn't what MLK stood for. No, and this is the honorary Grand Marshal, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure who the actual Grand Marshal is, but I think the Grand Marshal is an African-American. Yeah. He's a black person. And, uh, and some, of the, some of the top, some of, not all, but some, as Al Gore would say, of the top uh, officials have said that, leave him alone. Is that according to Dr. Maslowski? Yes. And his research? Yes, it is. Some yes. of his research suggests. Suggest. <laughs> that some, some. some of the people who are protesting Governor Abbott say that voter ID is the problem. Can you believe that? that voter ID? <laughs> oh, that's why they hate him. Yeah, that's oh, why they hate him. That's, that's the only thing they could name. The one thing they could name, which is, is not racist. We right. We're going over a list of some of the things. That require that ID. No, they oh, require ID. Almost everything? Uh, almost everything is the correct answer. Uh, if you want to buy a cell phone, if you want to enter a federal building, you're getting a business license, uh, getting a state ID, you have to have ID. Uh, cashing wait, wait, in a large a, lottery ticket. I have to have an ID to get a state ID. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. So like a birth certificate probably. Right, right, right. Um, if you want to obtain Medicare, Medicaid, if you want to apply for food stamps, if uh, you're applying for unemployment, if you're applying for a fishing license or a hunting license or adopting yeah. a pet, yeah. I, if you want to hold a rally or a protest, if you want to join a gym, you have to prove you're who you say you are. But if you're in the voting booth, no. sorry, no, you can be whoever you want to be that's, it doesn't matter that's an impressive list and even I mean, it sounds even worse when you say it out loud there's 65 items right. listed there which is almost everything i mean you can it's almost I, everything you think about what you do day to day yep and you know there are some things that maybe you do every you know once every other day or once every third day where the human being knows who you are so they don't ask for your id anymore mm-hmm. but legally uh you're supposed to show your id every time you do that particular Whatever it is. Yes. So, I mean, there are times when uh, there are times like, uh, you know, a new person shows up like hey, at a pharmacy or whatever, for example, new guy shows up and I need to see your ID. I mean, it's me, idiot. I'm in here, you know, mm-hmm. I've been here every day getting new prescriptions. <laughs> you know, it's me. <laughs> every <laughs> day, Jeffy? No, I it's, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> but, but unless they know you. Mm-hmm. Show your ID. You got to get what you need, man. That's who you are. Yeah. But for one of the most important things in our republic, in our democratic republic, you're, you don't need to prove who you are. I don't understand how, it, why is that such madness. a big deal. I really don't. freaking madness. They act like minorities can't get an ID. They don't right. have IDs. They have them. That's why 80% of blacks and like 75 or 80% of Latinos are fine with the voter ID laws. <laughs> right. They're fine with them. Oh, it's so accurate. Well, that's why the lady, uh, Windsor Barbie, uh, who is the you know contact for the Toyota Parade, she said yeah. uh, they're aware of the criticism, but uh, yeah, it's uh, from a lot of minority community activists. So, you know, we're, uh, we represent the six counties, and we're geared to be inclusive. I mean, I don't know what more they can do for you. I don't either. Other than pull the plug on them, right? And I they mean, might. That's what's going to happen. You know, that wouldn't surprise me at that all. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah. That's Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Plagiarism in songs. Uh, the theme today seems to be that every song, every new song that can be written has been. <laughs> because there's a lot. There's a lot of plagiarism uh, lawsuits. The latest that we just heard about was this uh, was Radiohead Creep going after Lana Del Rey and her song Get Free. Uh, this is Creep. But I'm a creep. And this is Lana Del Rey. This Get Free. Now, producer Keith, his, I guess, favorite band is Better Than Ezra, right? Yeah, it's up nobody there. Else definitely up, up there. Nobody else on the planet knows. <gasps> um, uh, but they've, they've been ripped off by a band I've never heard of called Chain Poets. Is that right? Yep, is, Chain so, Poets. So this song, is this song good by Better Than Ezra? So Better Than Ezra's big hit, good. good. It's actually a pretty good song. Good is good. Alright. Okay. In the lyrics too. Yes. Looking around the house. Okay. Howls. Hidden behind the window and the door. Yeah. Searching for signs of life, but there's nobody home. Yeah, that's pretty good. And Chain Poets. Same thing. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. That's the same song. Same song. Did, did, did they win? They didn't. I don't think they oh, sued they never or sued? anything. Oh, really? Wow. Which, if you're better than Ezra That's these amazing. days, you might. You might want to. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, Jody in Utah. Welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Keith. Hey, Pat. Hey. So, Pat, I know you may remember this. I'm not so sure Keith does. He may be too young. But back in, I want to say, 82, 84, something like that, um, Huey Lewis in the News had a song, I Want a New Drug. Yes. And not long after that, Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters came out, and Ah. Ray Parker Jr. did (laughs) The Ghostbusters, and they're almost identical. Right. I'm not too um, young. I think they're actually identical. Yeah. And somebody had pointed that out to Huey Lewis. Hey, man, he ripped you off, and they were kind of pissed. But I don't <laughs> yeah. ever remember if they took it to court or not. They did. Yeah, they did. Uh, Huey Lewis won. The, I think they settled out of court, and they weren't supposed to disclose the amount and then in an interview in the 90s Huey Lewis did disclose the amount so then Ray Parker Jr. sued him <laughs> so it's it's been a long haul for the uh, Huey Lewis I want a new drug and Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters tale uh, appreciate it that's a, that's a good memory though but um, yeah listen to this little mashup of the two and you tell me Wow. 
Okay, clearly the same song. Same, same song. song. And I, you were playing that during the break there. I grew up with both of those songs, so no, I'm mm. not too old or uh, too young. Um, I never thought of those two like that, and yeah. I'm ashamed of myself because that is the same song. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, in fact, the story's a little bit weirder than that because Huey Lewis was asked to do the theme for Ghostbusters. He turned them down and instead did a movie called Back to the Future. Yes. Where he wrote this song. I wore that came that out name. before uh, Ghostbusters did. And Ray Parker Jr. must have been, I don't know if it was knowingly or unknowingly, affected by I Want a New Drug, but it turned out the same song. And so pretty interesting. Wow. Uh, and now you never hear from any e- either of them. <laughs> any of them. Uh, which is kind of weird because do you remember how big Huey Lewis and the News yes, were? Yes, I mean, I mean, all, everything they released was a smash hit. Yeah, and and uh, you had an NFL team, the 49ers, Man, we're in his music video. Remember that hip to be square? Oh yeah. I mean, they. I mean, oh yeah. Dude had an NFL team wow, as yeah. his backup vocals. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he was in movies. His songs were in movies. His songs were on the radio nonstop, 24 hours a day in hot rotation. Just that's amazing. That Back to the Future soundtrack I had on cassette tape. Yeah. I wore that tape out so many times. I had to go and continually buy it, purchase a new copy. Big man. Huey Lewis in the News fan? I j- yes, and that yeah. soundtrack especially, yes. Yeah. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A nine hundred thirty three Taking a break from insanity a little bit. And just uh, showing some of the similarities between some songs that have been plagiarized over the years. Um, it's, it happened again with uh, Radiohead, who sued uh, Lana Del Rey for her song, Get Free. Sounded too much like the song their song, Creep. Uh, and there are so many like this. One of the most fascinating is a song, um, well, as we got some tweets here uh, at Pat Unleashed from Jeffro G1775. Check out the similarities between Tom Petty's Last Dance with Mary Jane and Red Hot Chili Peppers' Danny California. I have to look for that because I, I, don't, I don't know. I know Last Dance with Mary Jane, but I don't know the Chili Peppers song. Uh, Bell and Sebastian, I fought in a war, rips off Duran Duran, Ordinary World, according to RP. RP Tris C4 and Morgan 65536 says, What about David Geffen suing John Fogarty for stealing Run Through the Jungle from CCR's uh, For Old Man Down the Road? Which is amazing because CCR was still touring and they were doing these shows live and they were still recording music without John Fogarty at, long after he, he uh, left the band. And they're not friends anymore. Mm. And uh, Fogarty wrote. I believe every CCR, every Credence song there is. And then he wrote Old Man Down the Road. Well, David Geffen and CCR, after Old Man Down the Road, 
came out, tried to sue John Fogarty for uh, sounding his Old Man Down the Road song sounded too much like his song Run Through the Jungle. He wrote them both. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is... This is Run Through the Jungle, the original song by John Fogarty and CCR. That just screams early 70s, man. And this is Old Man Down the Road. To me, they're kind of, they're different anyway. But uh, Fogarty went to court. And he brought his guitar with him. And he said, okay, first of all, you can't, I, you, I can't be sued for doing a song like myself, okay? You can't, I can't plagiarize myself. If my music sounds the same, so what? That's okay. It just sounds the same. And then he proceeded to show them the intense differences between the two songs, which chord structure-wise are really actually quite different. Hmm. Uh, and that was dismissed. So, uh, you can't apparently sue John Fogarty for a song that John Fogarty wrote. Uh, and that's kind of interesting. You would think in America, at least we still have that. Good. At least we, or, or did when that lawsuit happened in the 80s. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let's go to Dave in Ohio. Hey, Dave, you're on The Blade. How you doing, Pat? Uh, I heard you talking earlier about uh, with the voter ID laws, and mm-hmm. which I believe everybody should, but it seems to be the Democrats more pushing that you shouldn't need a voter ID because of minorities. It's like, what are you talking about? Everybody should have ID. Well, minorities, you know, they have trouble. What do you mean they have trouble? It seems to be the Democrats are the ones mm-hmm. that really uh, stereotypically put minorities down, like they're too the stupid to get a, my, uh, right. an ID, or they, they need points on a test because they're too stupid. But, of course, it's the Republicans that always do that. There's a lot of funny things about the voter. Like one thing I've heard all the time that uh, I've noticed one person voted Republican all his life, then when he died, he voted Democrat. I don't know the switch. <laughs> and another thing with the Democratic Party, and this is what really kind of is just irritating, is that they're the, the party of diversity and tolerance. Yeah, they're, they're they're tolerant. Just disagree with them, and you'll really see how tolerant they are. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're white, you're black, you're Mexican. Doesn't matter. Just disagree with them fundamentally, and they'll rip you apart and call you every nasty name they can think of. Better believe it. We see it every day. Have a good yeah, day. Yeah, thanks, Dave. See it every day. Uh, and and here's another really insulting thing to minorities, and we talked about this, touched on it a little bit about a half an hour ago. Florida Gulf Coast University is beginning its white racism class this week. And the university uh, feels that their safety concerns are great enough to justify assigning at least two police officers. Now, see, to Democrats, that's not a problem, that that they're going to have a class on how racist white people are. Then we've got this other story about how meritocracy... So if you if you are awarded things based on your merit... That also is a sign of whiteness and racism. You talk about talking down to minorities. Wow. You talk about uh, accusing minorities of being stupid and not being able to produce enough uh, on their own to merit like a reward or a job or a position at a school or be admitted to a school. Be- they can't. To me, that's the racism. 
when you're saying that they can't do that on their own merit. It's it, we go through this every day, every single day. And that's why, I mean, it's so frustrating to see this all the time and be beaten over the head with it. And yeah, I've I've been dumbfounded by the uh, voter ID thing since we started hearing about it 10 or 15 years ago. How How is it possible that a black person doesn't have an ID? They do. They have IDs. It's not that they can't get one or it's difficult for them. They have them just like white people. Latinos have them just like white people do. Asians have them just like white people, blacks, and Latinos do. How about that? Native Americans have IDs. Huh. How do they get them? Are they smart enough? Or do they have $5 that they can actually spend on an ID? Yeah, surprisingly, to Democrats, they can and they do. <laughs> and that's why they don't have any problem with voter ID laws. The only ones who have problems with it are the Democrat leadership. That's it. Just the progressives in office. They're the ones who don't want you to bring an ID to the voter booth because they don't, they don't necessarily want just American citizens voting for them or for whoever is running because they benefit from that. Uh, Christopher in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, uh, brother love Pat. How you doing? <laughs> hey, doing good. <laughs> um, so you were talking about the songs that sound alike yeah. and uh, there are a couple entries I had. So the first one um, was the, you know, the song hungry, like the wolf by Duran Duran. Um, the beginning of that sounds exactly the same as the song called uh, Hey Everybody by a teeny boy band, uh, Five Seconds of Summer. Um, you should definitely check that one out. And there's another one. It's called Hey um, Everybody? Yeah, Hey Everybody by um, Five Seconds of Summer. Do you know that, do you know that man? I don't. Yeah. Okay. I want to are they, yeah. are they, uh, have they ever been played on the radio? Yeah, I heard it like I don't know, it was maybe a couple of years ago. It was kind of a bigger song. Okay. Uh, they have a few other songs that are a little bit bigger, but okay. yeah. And then uh, the second one was uh, there's a song by uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival uh, called Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Yeah. That sounds a whole lot like Have You Ever Seen the Fish? Um, <laughs> uh, I can't remember who sings that one. But, yeah, uh, well done. I heard it on your <laughs> All right. Thanks, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's right, though, about that, that fish song. Yeah, he is. Rip off. I have to admit. Yeah, it's a direct <laughs> rip off. Uh, somebody's going to get sued over that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. And see, have we covered all of these? I think so. Oh, by the way, we did the poll at Pat Unleashed yesterday. Yeah. Yes, we did. And uh, we asked. Uh, you only have two choices. Um, who do you think? Uh, uh, could Oprah Winfrey defeat Donald Trump in a presidential race, 2020? Um, and it was head-to-head there, 67 to 33. No, Trump would win. So by a two-to-one margin, this audience believes Trump could defeat Oprah head-to-head. Okay, so people don't seem worried about the Oprah Winfrey possibility for her jumping into this race. Yeah, careful. I, I know. You got <laughs> Don't underestimate Oprah Winfrey. It's it's a little scary to me. Wow. Right. It's scary that we live in a society where we actually mean that when we say that. That you actually have to speak those words, too. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey for president? Uh, no. No, thank you. That should be the immediate response from all Americans. Uh, no. Hard pass. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So here's Duran Duran. Duran. 
Hungry like the wolf. Well, he said the beginning of it, I think. So let's get get it. To the- <laughs> Suicide Blonde ripped off that laugh. That's a great. That's a great beginning. He's always like this song. funny to look back at those videos too and <laughs> don't oh the don't. 1980s that's why you never do that you just click on the album one what a horrible time that was in the summer of 2015 oh, four hard-working okay, lads is, from australia this is five seconds of summer toy hey, everybody low-paying jobs okay starts out with a children's birthday party apparently they dreamed of a better life let's see if we can get to the music Would never yeah, have to comes. worry about money. Okay, five yeah. seconds of summer. Hey, everybody. I'm not feeling it so far. She the credit oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Now I am. She plays the cast with all the change in the car. It's not the end of the road. Can we pop in the Were they sued for that by Duran Duran? Right. Yeah, seriously. That's freaking blatant. Blatant, but still sounds like a good band. I mean. Is that a boy band who actually plays musical instruments? That's amazing. Huh. Five seconds of summer. Wow, this has been seen by 23 million people. Yeah, probably a jury as well. About 12 of them there. <laughs> probably. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed on the way. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, one of the songs we're hearing about that sounds like another song is uh, "Little Things" by Bush. Sounds like "Self Esteem" by Offspring, or is it the other way around? You got it. You got it. Yeah. Okay, so "Little Things" by Bush came after "Self Esteem." Correct. This is "Self Esteem" by Offspring. <laughs> song I loved uh, at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. Okay, so, and then this is uh, the song Little Things. By Bush to compare it to. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 
pretty similar. I mean, I you definitely have to say influenced by at least, right? If not directly ripped yeah. off. The one I was talking about yesterday, and I, I meant to bring my guitar in and show this, um, and I forgot. But it, it 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago was completely ripped off in the same exact chord structure, just a different strumming pattern. was ripped off exactly by Green Day Brain Stew. Do you know huh. the song, yeah. Green Day? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know the Chicago one, but... You don't know 25 or 6 to I 4? I probably do. And I just, I'm, you know, I didn't know the title or something like that. Uh, but yeah. Green Day Brain Stew, absolutely. That's the, it's a didn't, 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 Wait, that kind of puts ACDC in my head. Uh, back in black. Yeah, because you, <laughs> wait a minute. You wouldn't necessarily, it's a, because it just da-da-da-da-da. Okay, da, yeah, da, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, da-da-da-da. Yeah. Okay, yeah, da, yeah, never mind. da 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 Da, 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 da. Oh wait, this is Chicago. Da, da. This is Chicago. Oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great song. One of the great songs of all time. Quite frankly. Okay, so that's that that four or five chord structure okay. that uh, Brain Stew uses exactly. It just they just strum it differently, and okay. so I think a lot. I don't know if a lot of people make the connection here. Da da. Da 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 da. Same chords exactly. Instead of going da 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 da, they're going da da. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For kicks and grins, will you play "Back in Black" for me? For what? "Back in Black" ACDC. It's just to wash it out of my brain and for nothing else. Sorry. Oh, because you think that sounds like? Yeah, I just I want to hear it now instead of just in my crazy brain. Yeah, that's it's a little bit different. That yeah. starts with the yeah. E. Yeah. 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 So good. Man, they just don't make music like they used to. I know. The 90s was such a great oh, decade. It was the best. The 90s right, sucked and you know it. <laughs> no. 91 the to 95 90s. is the golden oh, era of music, my good friend. heavens. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, the Connell's Come ring, on. that no, album Connell's. came out, oh, 1993. I mean, that's the pinnacle. <laughs> 1993. Politics, not so much with the presidency of Bill Clinton beginning. Mm-hmm. Musically, mm-hmm. yes. The mm-hmm. Connell's ring, check it out. Even my children understand now. They, they get it. They, I, I used to tell them this all the time. It's so sad that you're growing up in this it, time. Oh, I tell my kids that, yes. Terrible freaking music that's available now. Oh, we agree terrible. on that. It, this is the worst time. And my kids agree with that now. They understand. They, they can see mm-hmm. while well, they can hear the yep. talent yes. that used to be available uh, uh, on recorded music and live. When they go to the bands they like, I'll never forget when my, when my son was a teenager and he loved the All-American Rejects. You remember them? Yep. It, you know, just one of those teenage bands. They mm-hmm. all sound the same. Mm-hmm. Like my parents abused me, and I'm pissed, <laughs> and I don't, I don't like life anymore. Yeah. One of those. Sure. Uh, they were all the same. Right. <laughs> Starting at about Pearl Jam on, it was all the same stuff. I, <laughs> and, and then, so he went to a, okay. a, a live concert where they were playing in Houston. And he was like, oh, they are not good (laughs) (laughs) it's called studio magic yes yes it is and that's i mean they can make anybody sound good now. right and and a fun game that i like to play with my kids try this if you have young kids that you want growing up understanding what good music is 
is that put on a song, mm-hmm. and and you know the. My kids have heard music their entire lives. They know I play stuff all the time. And so I keep change in my car. And if you can guess the name of the band of the song that I'm playing on the first guess, then the kids get 50 cents. If they screw it up one time, then they get a quarter. But after two, then it's over. But this is how I teach my kids good music. Uh And I swear, my son's going to have to learn the lesson one day. Not every song, brother, is done by the Beatles. Okay, so it's a good. You're throwing it. You know, it's a, you he got, guesses Beatles play, every time. He's playing the odds, but yeah. <laughs> no. uh, Terry in Ohio, you're on the Blaze. Hi, 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 hi. guys. Hey, um, you might have went over this one already, but the one that I just can't believe is Warren Zevon, Werewolf in London, uh-huh. and Kid Rock all summer long. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, if you listen to the intro of those, it's, it's almost exactly alike. I love war, uh, Werewolves of London. It's been, I haven't heard that song mm-hmm. in years. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. Terry. We'll look into that. Um, Werewolves of London. Uh, Warren Zevon. Weird song, by the way, <laughs> but a great song. Uh, and they, they just don't make music like this anymore. They just really don't. Okay, so Werewolves okay. of London... <laughs> Sounds like this. Okay, so she said basically the intro or this uh, is the same, right? Oh my gosh, this is the Kid Rock all summer long song. Did he pay for this though? Come on, I don't. He might have. He might have because that's. Not only is that exact, I think it is the song. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, sometimes they actually pay the the artist in advance and and sample it. All summer long. And use it. Because this, wow. Yeah. See, hang on. Okay, hang on. This is fine. All Summer Long by uh-huh. Kid Rock. Yeah. Uh, the songwriters credited. Uh, they credited. Yeah. So oh, it's, okay. We're good. So they got the they got the proceeds from it. They got uh, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks no like, wonder. It doesn't look like there was any controversy or anything either. See, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can go to an artist and say, hey, we'd like to use your intro in our song. And the, a good example of that was a band called The Verve in the late 90s went to the Rolling Stones and said, hey, we want to sample your song. I forget what the name I of it was. I think they went too late, though, on that. They used too much of it. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, they used too much for their song Bittersweet Symphony, which I, I love that song. Yes. And they used too much of it, and the Rolling Stones sued them and not didn't just get a portion of the proceeds. They got all That's of true. the proceeds from the song. And, the, and I think the album... And it was the only hit the Verve ever had. So the Rolling Stones made every penny the Verve ever had coming to them. Eh. Kind of a sad story. I'm sure they lived off of the uh, money they got off of the single, The Drugs Don't Work. Hmm? No, you don't remember that one? I don't remember that no. one. How about Lucky Man? No, I don't remember that one either. Not nearly as successful as... Uh, no, Bittersweet but Symphony. But what decade was the uh, Bittersweet Symphony song released? What it was dec- in the 90s. 90s, thank you for playing. It was in the 90s. <clears throat> one of the few 90s songs I actually liked. Mm. You like better than Ezra. 
yeah, is all their stuff from the 90s? Some of it's later I mean, than that, isn't it? All of their good stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kind of faded a little bit there. How about you, too? You like some of their stuff from the uh, 90s? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's some songs. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a few songs. I mean, the greatest album of all time was released in 1991, I believe. Which is? Year two is Octung Baby. Yeah, not so much. What do you mean? I mean, it's a good album. Serious Ways. It's a good album. One. The best song ever made is, of course, as everybody knows, Boston's debut album. I'm sorry? Everybody knows. Everybody knows what? Barack Obama. Everybody knows what? Everybody knows. Boston's debut album is the greatest album ever made. That is another cassette tape. I will admit that I wore out (laughs) when I was a young man. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most perfect albums. There's not a bad song on it. 888-933-93. Problem was, everything they did from that moment on sounded like the first album, and they could never duplicate it. I'm glad you. No. I'm glad to hear you yeah. say that. And they had like three albums that were worth anything. Then they went into corporate bashing and and never progressivism, yeah. and it was just it was awful. Oh, by the way, yeah. Did you know that we had 15 inches of snow in the Sahara Desert? Over a foot of snow in the Sahara Desert. That, of course, is global warming. Sure. I mean, I, I was, I, if you <laughs> yes. weren't going to say it, I was going to have to jump in there. And, of course, is global warming. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't matter what happens. It's global warming. So when you say, well, wow, there's snow in the Sahara Desert, that can't be warming. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. To Al Gore, it, it certainly is. Um, the last snowfall seen in this area was in 1979. So it has happened before. And mm. so they'll tell you, though, well, that's what I'm saying. These are things that have never happened before. Yes, they have happened before. That's what I am saying. These things keep happening because our weather, our climate mm. is cyclical. So Ein Sefra got 15 inches of snow this week. And the last time it happened was February 18th, uh, 1979. Mm. But the snow that time lasted just half an hour. Okay. So, I'm sorry. What year did that happen again? 1979. And that's a great song by the Smashing Pumpkins, which was released in what year? 1995. The 90s, like I said. <laughs> yeah, but what decade did they reference? The 70s. Okay. <laughs> ah, touche. All right. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I guess it's time. For Donald Trump supporters to know the truth. Oh, no. (laughs) That sounds foreboding. Well, it is. Crap. I mean, this is... (laughs) I don't know how you can support this guy after this. If you're not for impeachment after this, uh, you're a bad person. This is like breaking news here, huh? You're a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Don't have a lot of the teletype sounds anymore. (laughs) That's better, right? 
It's amazing to think I got into radio when there still was actual teletype. Probably don't want to admit that. Yeah, probably not. Uh, a Los Angeles Times article suggests that President Donald Trump is responsible for a national interest in Satanism. Sure. Especially among feminists and the disenfranchised. The assertion is made even though Trump has repeatedly said he supports conservative Christian values, the polar opposite. Throughout the Times article, uh, the kingdom of darkness is mis- mis- mistakenly portrayed as a source of empowerment <laughs> and a harmless expression of popular culture and rebellion. The article kicks off with a scene-setting satanic ritual mired in darkness, then blames it on Trump. Sure. It goes like this. It was a great night for a heterodox generation of new self-described Satanists who are upending old Rosemary Rosemary's baby and helter-skelter stereotypes in service of radical politics, feminist aesthetics, and community unity in the divisive time of Trump. What kind of bizarre connection what kind of bizarre stretch is that Mm -hmm. given the never-ending chaos in american life when nuclear war seems to many to be just one juvenile presidential tweet away a coterie of artists are rediscovering satanism's imagery and rituals in a city with a long rich weird history of contrarian philosophies traditionalists might debate if any of it is properly satanic at all This new take is much more feminist than nihilist, flexibly self-aware and better versed in internet culture than orthodox theology. (laughs) Weird article. I know. How do you bring Trump into any of that? Satanist Zachary and Alexandra James. Oh, sounds like a cute couple already. Doesn't it? I like that. Just a cute little uh, Satanist couple in Los Angeles. (laughs) who led a little ritual in a candle-lit basement in Los Angeles. Accompanied by spooky organ music, they preside over an altar topped with a bleached human skull, teeth locked in eternal rictus. (laughs) What? Alexandra lifts a sword from the altar and draws points across her husband's chest. Isn't this fun? It sounds like fun. Sounds like a... All-American couple. Yeah. Jack and Diane. Is that what their names were again? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. little ditty about them. Two American kids doing the best they can. That's what... uh, Worshipping the devil himself. That's what Zachary and Alexander sound like. Two American kids doing the best they can. You know, worshipping Satan. It's beautiful. (laughs) At one point, she turns and faces the group. On this altar, we consecrate swords to direct the fire of our unholy will a human skull, symbol of death. The great mother Lilith created us all and will destroy us all. And then they chant, Hail Satan. Jeez, that is creepy. <laughs> uh, and you're tying that in. How are you blaming this on Trump? Contrary to what Satanists and witches might say, Trump has pledged to stop all attacks on Judeo-Christian values. In December, Trump declared that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel a move the New York Times criticized as a reversal of nearly seven decades of American foreign policy. Yeah, wrong-headed American foreign policy. And he did something else Satanists wouldn't like. During the White House tree-lighting ceremony, he reminded the nation that Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. So that has fired up Satanists? (laughs) 
It is so. It's, it's like it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's just you want an excuse to say this is why I'm fill in the blank. I can't. I mean, where do you even go with that? That is so ridiculous. Uh, so asinine. And they they just you know this is worse than the Bush years when they blamed everything politically on Bush. Uh, even four to five to six years after he was gone from office, they continued to blame him. Well, to tie Trump into things like that, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, 888-933-93. Uh, let's go to Brent in North Dakota. Has some information about the uh, Credence lawsuit we were talking about earlier. Hey, Brent. Hey, Pat. Enjoy your show today, of course. Thank you. Um, the reason that uh, they sued John Fogarty was because he had no, he didn't have the rights to that music anymore. His former manager, Saul Zant, had sold that, his rights to somebody else. So when he came out with Old Man Down the Road, that's why they sued him, because he did not have the right, right so, to, to use that song anymore, any of his right. music. Which, no. yeah, and he proved in court that, you know, it was, he didn't right. use that song yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Appreciate- a song about that about Saul Zanet and his, one of his later albums, and uh, it was pretty scathing on, on that part. Hmm. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Um, it's amazing how many times that happened to artists, especially in the 60s and 70s, how many people lost the rights to their own music. It's just, uh, it's really, really a shame. And including the Beatles lost the rights to their own music. Yeah. And that's what caused the rift between Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Because Michael Jackson bought the, the the entire catalog. And Paul was a little upset about that because he was bidding for it as well. And he didn't know Michael was going after it. And they were they had been really good friends. Remember the song, I think it was The Girl Is Mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. They, were, they hit it off really well during that time period. And then a couple years after that, Paul McCartney felt like uh, Michael Jackson betrayed him by buying the catalog. Yeah, I probably feel that way too. Mm. Too, way too many people have lost uh, the rights to their own music. It's, uh, it's really it's despicable. 888 Um Speaking of uh, blaming Trump for everything and uh, what that will eventually lead to, could it eventually lead to an Oprah Winfrey presidency? If you were to watch the Golden Globes Awards on Sunday night, you might think so. She's being hailed as... You know, the next great Democrat hope. Uh, She has said some interesting things over the years that I think we need to remind people about. Uh, For instance, her her strange, you know, collective salvation thing. She was part of Jeremiah Wright's church. Um, Her really weird argument uh, with an audience member during one of her... uh, one of her shows a few years ago where she was saying these things. Uh, it talks about one of the points it brings out is one of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live. Mm-hmm. And Talking that about a we book don't that accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world, that there are millions of ways to be a then human being. And, and many ways, no, but many paths no to what you call God. That and is her path crazy. might hmm. be something else. And oh. when she gets there, she might call it the light. Mm-hmm. But... Her loving and her kindness and her generosity brings her. If it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she well, called it, it God along the, the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be on that. I mean, it it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides, 
I there couldn't possibly be just one way. What what about Jesus? What about Jesus? only one way. There is one way and only one way, and there that is through Jesus. There couldn't possibly be. Because you say there isn't. There couldn't possibly be. Because you say, you intellectualize it and say there isn't. If no. you don't believe that, you're all buying into the lie. Wow. So, from a person who, who claims to be a Christian in Oprah, she also claims there's millions of ways to get back to what you consider God. If you're a Christian, you just can't, you don't believe that, uh, right? I'm, yeah, I, I'm That's sorry. Anti-Christian belief. I don't know that this is at the ready in the 360 over there in the audio vault, but that reminds me just all of a sudden. Obama said my truth. Oh, he he literally he said the same thing just in a different way. He said that his salvation depends on a collective salvation, right? Yes, but then he also said as president. Um, uh, Hang on. I'm going to so many things. To, yeah, no kidding. But he said that uh, Obama, uh, uh, oh, I, uh, sin, Obama on sin. Remember that? Uh, I'm going to send it. I'm going to find it and send it to you. And it's like, it's like if I'm doing wrong um, by my view, then that's a sin. Something like that. I'll find it. And I should have just waited. I, I love how they pervert these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's. I just, we, as long as you're going to, if you're going to. Support Oprah Winfrey. You got to know who she is and what she stands for. Collective salvation, Marxism, uh, anti-Christian values. You don't have to be Christian, I guess, to be leader of the free world. Uh, but it's there's never been anybody else. <laughs> it's never happened. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we remember this statement uh, from Oprah a while ago. Which as long as people can be judged by the by the color of their skin, the problem's not solved. Mm-hmm. There are still generations of people, older people, who were born and bred and marinated in it, mm-hmm. in that prejudice mm-hmm. and racism, and they just have to die. Wow. <laughs> was that on her show? Do you know where she said that? I think she was being interviewed, I think, by the BBC. I'm not positive. Wow, so old white Southern guys just need to die. Mm. That's an interesting statement. Even, wait, even if they're not racist? Just, just in general? <laughs> just sounded like Crap. it just in general. Uh-oh. Yeah. Then, of course, she was swinging on a, on a swing um, <laughs> when she exclaimed this. My vajayjay is painin'. My vajayjay is painin'. Oh, isolate that audio, Ron. We'll need Pat uh, isolated saying that. My vajayjay is painin'. <laughs> Yeah. We're just going to remind you over time uh, who and what Oprah Winfrey is and stands for. Yeah, That's along all. about uh, spring of 2020 during the Democratic primary season, I believe. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure, I think she's going to run. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Huh. I do. She says she's strongly considering it. And it, usually that means yes. What else? What else does she have left in her life? She's already a billionaire. She's already started her own network. She's... You know, about as successful a business person as you can be. She's kind of to the point where Trump was, where you're thinking, all right, what's left? Uh, Let's go after the presidency. And I'm sure she thinks that she can get the nation back on track and restore the Barack Obama policies. Which, what a nightmare that would be. We we can't go back to that time. 888-933-93. Did you find this in quote? Nope. Failing. That's what I do over here. Maybe it just, maybe just... 
You made it up. No, I don't think so. Is that so. possible? No. You just made it up? No, it's, it's uh, unfortunately, when you go to the internet and you look mm-hmm. up uh, words like Obama and sin, pretty much everything comes back. Yeah. Not just the clip you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, love your show, Pat. Thank Jeff you. He's great. Wanted to say that Nirvana has a song, Come As You Are. Okay. And it's been a long controversy that it plagiarizes uh, the song 80s by Killing Joke. Killing now, Joke. I've heard it. Mm. Yeah, I've heard it. I don't think it's all that big of a deal, as big as it has become, but I want to know your verdict. Okay. Well, I have to listen to the Killing Joke song. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard it, but we'll, we'll find that and play it. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. Killing Joke. Um, are you familiar with that band? I am not. Uh, Sounds like a good band name, though. Yeah, it does. Oh, that's right, because it is. <laughs> uh, killing Joke. All right, so. Killing Joke song 80s and Come As You Are by Nirvana. Here's uh, Come As You Are. Starts <laughs> with that distinctive bass. Okay, that's Nirvana. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, here's a 90s band. It's pretty good, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was. You know how many you times the this one been... band from the 90s I can't stand. <laughs> you know how many times it's been seen? 237 million. Wow. Jeez. So fairly popular. All right, here's Killing Joke and their song 80s. Sped up a little bit, but yeah, it's mm. the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same guitar action, just sped up. It is. Yeah, it seems to be. And so I'm sorry, Nirvana ripped them off. I think or? Nirvana ripped them off. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let's see what 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 year. Uh, look it up. Look up uh, what year Killing Joke '80s came out, and okay. then we'll be able to tell who ripped who ripped whom. All right. And it it is eighty five. Eighty five. Wow. They De- didn't even wait for the decade to get over to write right? a song about it. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns mm-hmm. on the Blaze Radio Network. And this time, he's pissed. Wait, why are you pissed, man? I don't know. I mean, Nobody knows. Seems, I thought you were in a good mood. Happens. Well, when you come back, it's just what happens. You know, when you return. Wow. You're always pissed. Really? I don't know why. Okay. It's just one of those weird, weird things. That is weird. Here's another weird thing. Eighty percent of the French, uh, of the uh, French people, believe in some conspiracy or other. 
Eight out of ten French people believe in at least one conspiracy theory, according to a new survey that tested some of the most famous ones on a group of 1,200 people. Hmm. So uh, the poll found that the most popular conspiracy, one of the best known, is that the CIA was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy in 1963. 54% of the French believe that. Hmm. Uh, 16% of the French people, 16%, that's a pretty high number for something like this, believe America faked the moon landings. What? 16%. just jealous. Come right? on, Frenchies, cut was, it out. That was my first thought as well, <laughs> and I still believe it. Yes, and by the way, real quick, real quick, JFK, before we get too far away, uh huh. have you watched on Hulu 11-22-63 yet? No. Okay. I need to. Please do. I've heard it's really good. Eleven twenty two sixty three, mm-hmm. and it's on Hulu. Yeah, eight episodes. That's all you got to devote your okay. time to. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Franco is the star. Oh, I won't watch that then because Wait. he uh, asked a woman to be in a nude movie, and she said yes, and so uh, that was sexual. <laughs> I never, I never even thought. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't mm-hmm. think of that. Wow, mm-hmm. we're bringing the show full circle. Full circle. Today. <laughs> full circle. Right nice. there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also. A cause for concern in France is that the the biggest conspiracy among uh, believed among the French, fifty five percent of French people believe your country's still great. <laughs> no, that's more like ninety, I'm sure, or a hundred. They're still wishing. Yeah, news for were, you, it's not France. <laughs> they were back in the 1800s. Right. Okay, sorry. Continue. They long for the days of Napoleon. Oh. Uh, but no, fifty five percent of the French people believe. In the vaccine conspiracies, mm. that there's something in the vaccine that is causing autism or some sort of sickness or some sort of problem with the vaccines that they don't want to get. And that's because in France, they force their residents to get 11 different vaccines. They must have them. Mm. So I'm, anytime you're forced to do things, yep. that kind of stuff develops. Yep. And you know? the more you get at a time, that's bad news in of itself. Yeah. It was three. Now they raised it to 11 vaccines that French people must have. Yeah. You can't inoculate yourself from being France. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I wish hey, they could. Hey. Uh, but also, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda and is the Islamic State, they believe, uh, are manipulated by Western secret services. Yeah. 31% believe that. Thirty-two percent believe that AIDS was created in a laboratory and tested on Africans. Good gosh, I mean that is unbelievable. Ten percent, ten percent of the French believe the Earth is flat. <laughs> okay. Ten percent believe the flat Earth theory. Eighteen percent believe that God created life less than ten years, ten thousand years ago. Now that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a a, a religious belief. Now. Okay, France is the topic of this study. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that that number, 80% of Americans, believe at least one conspiracy theory? Don't you believe that that's plausible as well? I mean, I believe in a conspiracy theory or two. I don't know. I'd love to see the, I'd love to see the survey done here to I mean, find out. Look, I'm not going to ask you what you believe, I don't think Pat. it's 80%, though. Okay, really? Okay. Do you, Pat, mm-hmm. believe in at least one what would be called a conspiracy theory? You don't have to tell me what it is. No. No. Okay. Well, maybe. Oh, okay. JFK. So, okay. Well, the, the yeah. JFK one. All if right. you're going to call that conspiracy theory, I really don't. Ron, Christian, raise your hands if you believe in at least one conspiracy theory, please. 
For instance, JFK. Anything. It could be anything. Nobody they, in the control room believes? They're just not Any listening. conspiracy theory? They don't listen to us. Is the problem. Okay, so I stand alone. So which one would you believe? Um, I JFK? Am, uh, there's something there. Yes. Flat okay. Earth? Of course it's flat, <laughs> Pat. I mean, that's not even conspiracy theory. No, I was going to say, I wasn't even thinking of JFK, but yes, sure. Uh, Clinton death list? No. No, it's, um, it's, it's Hitler escaping oh, okay. Germany at the end of World War II. That's, Absolutely. I, so, that's so, less of a conspiracy theory now since the Russians have admitted, yeah, we didn't right. really... We didn't really have him. So there's that, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as far as I go. So there's that, and um, uh, there's something with John Roberts and the Obamacare decisions. Uh, why is the man so conservative except for everything related to an Obamacare ruling? I'm sorry. There's something there. I won't tell you what it is. It Google it. So there's that, and then if you do JFK, then wow, I guess I am uh, out there for three of them. So I'm going to ask for the show to wrap early today and uh, see y'all later because that was uncomfortable. No, so I guess I guess if I have to pick, uh, those mm-hmm. are the three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 100% of the French people believe that deodorant is harmful to their health and that's why they don't use any. <laughs> Unanimity, <laughs> or baby. Or shave their underarms. Yeah. 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 What? Come on, women. Please. Okay, look. Can 100% I just... of the French believe that courage... <laughs> is uh, a failing in the human condition, <laughs> yeah. and that's why they're cowards. Yeah, the that's, why, that's why they're cowardly surrender monkeys. Yeah, the greatest joke of all time is, <laughs> why do trees line the streets of Paris? It's so that the Germans can march in the shade. <laughs> but can I do a hashtag MeToo moment here for all the ladies? Yes. Um, please, every woman listening right now, I'm begging you, just shave your armpits. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I'm not saying shave your legs. You don't really I'm have to saying, say that in America, Please, though. just They just do just that other do way. it. Please. They, they do that here. Every woman listening, please. It's so nasty uh, when <sighs> you see French women lift up their arms and it's like, oh, ugh, okay, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's really horrifying. Oh. All right. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. It really has, and I wish it could continue, but, it, well, it can tomorrow. Mm. And we'll be back to do it all over again, only different tomorrow. Right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.